to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right. We back. Another motherfucking episode of the Tough Talk Podcast. Uh, coming to you on a Monday here. What are we? 824 is today. Uh, yeah, we, we recorded. We record on Thursdays. I'm going to be dropping the episodes on Monday. I know I've been so inconsistent here because this whole quarantine pandemic thing or whatever has thrown me so far off my regular schedule. Uh, you know, but y'all bear with me. Uh, we got another motherfucking episode. I uh, wanted to put down some footnotes. It is 824, uh, 824. A lot of you don't know the significance of it, uh, but uh, it was Kobe Bryant's birthday yesterday. And today is the two jersey numbers that he wore, you know, 824. And the Lakers got a big game tonight. Uh, it's a game four against Portland, uh, you know, and... It's supposed to be this whole big celebration, which I just got off the phone with one of my boys back home. And he was <laughs> he was talking. We were laughing about, you know, Dame, Dame Lillard might come out and try to go for 50 on, you know, Kobe's big day. You know, right when he passed, they had this uh, game kind of marked on the schedule there or whatever. Well, I shouldn't say when he passed, but you know, during the pandemic when they were making out the schedule. So they had this marked on the calendar, you know, 8:24 and it being a very significant day. So I'm looking forward to later on the night just sitting down and being able to watch the game, you know. Uh hopefully LeBron and AD Anthony Davis, hopefully they up to the task tonight. Uh it's been a big relief uh getting sports back and getting able to, you know, get away from the realities of what's going on a little because I know people were saying right before sports came back you know that it would be a big distraction and even some of the players like Lou Williams spoke out about you know this is going to be a distraction and it's like you know it's not any more of a distraction than it's ever been and we, we've never needed a distraction like we need one now you know which, oddly enough, as I speak to you right now, like I said, Monday, 824, uh, you know, I'm reading or seeing a lot about uh, another black man they shot in the back. The cops shot in the back in Wisconsin, you know, so which, you know, I read just the footnotes of it or whatever, but I don't I don't want to dig too deeply into it because I understand that that's just par for the course. You know, that's that's what's going to happen. You know, that's what those cops are there for. So, you know, the saddest that shit is. And like I said, I feel bad about it, but I think I'm just numb at this point to it. And Lou Williams saying, you know, the NBA is going to be a distraction. It's like, well, you played through Trayvon Martin, you played through, you know, whatever else. I think and mind you, I think what he was trying to say was that it felt like something was going to change this time because when we had the protest and the race riots and the looting and the whatever else, uh, there were no distractions because everybody was at home. Nobody was working. There was no sports on. So it started to feel like something was going to change. But 
Like I said, here we are again. And speaking of Lou Williams, he had a crazy game yesterday. Like 30 points off the bench, man. Dude is one of the best bench players ever. But uh, Luka Doncic played the big spoiler yesterday. He had, I think, 47, 12, and 13 and hit the game winner. Which I was just telling my boy I was laughing because in the fourth quarter, you know, before they went into overtime, he had the last shot and they were playing Eminem, Lose Yourself. And I was like, damn, <laughs> that's that racism right there, baby. That's like when you're the only black comedian on a white show and then they play white music for all the other comics. And then as soon as the black comic comes up, all of a sudden they got rap music. It's never current rap music either. It's always like naughty by nature. Uh, Hip hop hooray. And it's like, hey man, classic rap song, but nobody's played that in about 20 years, bro. Uh, update your catalog. You ain't got nothing current up there. But yeah, Luca hit the big shot yesterday. And like I said, the Lakers versus Blazers is tonight, 824. So hopefully LeBron and they'll come out and do their thing. Oh, I wanted to just give y'all, you know, just a, some overview of this episode. Uh, we actually wound up dropping some names. Oops, spilt the beans. But, you know, I'm not going to go back and edit this episode so I can take the names out. But, uh, you know, most of the names that we named are people that are well known within the New York community for being bullshitters. Uh, we actually dropped a female comic, a girl comic's name. And I mean, when I say comic, that's an understatement, like, or an overstatement, actually. So she's a well-known cancer within the New York comedy community, which all of these things, you know, that we talk about, they have consequences. And that's the one thing I'll be trying to explain to people. Sometimes as black men, when we get extra defensive about certain little things that you might Things that you might feel like are little or small really lead to the bigger picture of just like what I named, you know, this this guy this morning or yesterday, you know, being shot to death on camera, black guy by the cops in Wisconsin in front of his kids. And and I think they said his wife. Uh, I have to double check on that because, like I said, it's new. But these little things, these uh passive aggressive things that people do to us you know that seem small they lead to the larger scale and the dehumanizing and ultimately when you get shot people will say well, well you know was he a thug which oddly enough you know that's what we're dealing with this weekend you know i think right after me and ibrahim recorded this episode uh we had meg the stallion drop the big bomb on us you know she was just alluding to the fact that Tory Lanez may have shot her or may not have shot her before but you know now she went on to actually name names and say his name and said you know Tory Lanez shot me and it's like fuck you know cause that's horrible right that's a horrible terrible thing for you know I was gonna say for a man to do but for anybody to do that's a horrible thing you know terrible nobody and i mean you know it's it's so tricky because rap is almost a suspended reality right it's it's tricky because the rap world is a suspended reality and people don't see rappers as artists you know people see rappers as 
you know, because they say I'm real and these are actually things I do, people start to believe it. Whereas opposed to, you know, they're no different than, uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe or Quentin Tarantino, where, you know, when we had like, let's say a pop smoke that passed recently and people were almost justifying his death by saying well he shouldn't have been rapping about those things but he shouldn't he shouldn't have been talking about those things and it's like he's an artist you know is quentin tarantino gonna get shot in these streets and then you're gonna say well he shouldn't have been making movies about those things he shouldn't have been making movies about those things he shouldn't be glorifying the street life you know Pulp Fiction, he was glorifying drug dealing, so it's okay that Quentin Tarantino got shot in his driveway. Which, yeah, they use, you know, the rap music to dehumanize and, you know, sometimes we take them literally. And it's like, no, these people are, you know, these are somebody's children, these people have families. You know, and this is entertainment. It's no different than wrestling, you know. It's like if gold dust got shot in his driveway and you went well he shouldn't have been going around slamming people you know he was living that life so yeah i i feel very sorry for uh you know meg and whatever happened to her but what annoys me is that she keeps coming back and blaming black men and then the internet keeps pointing the fingers at black men and it's like you you don't let us pick who you date and I mean, if you've been listening to this uh, podcast, then you know I have a huge issue with this whole, you know, hashtag protect black women thing because it just it's a false narrative. It, it implies that we are not protecting. And what it really means is, you know, fuck niggas, basically fuck black men is what they might as well be saying, because, you know, as we approach them and try to protect them and whatnot, you know, we often get the nigga, I'm grown and you don't be asking me where I'm going or who I'm with, which, like I said, you know, it's very dangerous out here for women. I won't pretend it's not. And black women do. They often get the short end of the stick. You know, I can remember as a youngin, my sister, you know, getting ready to go on a date, we'll say, and the guy was coming to pick her up, and I had no idea what was going on. I saw my sister sitting like two blocks away on a porch, and I said to her, well, 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 what are you doing? And she looked at me and she said, I'm about to go on this date, but I don't want this guy to know where I live. And I said, wow, like that's that's a different type of thing, you know, that women deal with that men don't deal with so like i said i don't i don't want to pretend like a lot of things aren't unfair for women or that they don't live a different life or that there aren't things that i can't understand because like i said i almost laughed when she told me that like who is this guy and <laughs> why if he's so dangerous why are you dating him if he can't and she's like i don't know if he's crazy or not i'm trying to see so i am not letting him know where i stay so in him picking me up to take me on this date, he's going to pick me up at a random location. And I'm like, oh, OK, gotcha. And, you know, as I got older and started to date, I even had women do that to me. And I said, oh, the old uh, meet me at a remote location trick. But um, I don't want to go too long here. Like I said, these are just footnotes because I feel like everything happened right after <laughs> right after me and Ibrahim recorded the podcast. So. 
there's been this huge fallout from the whole Meg Tory situation. Uh, like I said, everybody's just pointing the fingers back at us, which, like I said, you know, my whole thing is, you know, that girl, you know, could have consulted us. And of course, no one knows what's going to happen and no one knows who's crazy prior to dating them. But like I said, I hate that she blames it on us. That's my only issue with it. We get enough shit blamed on us as black men. And I feel like we don't get credit for any of the good. But all of the bad is our fault, you know. You know, all of a sudden, you know, we could have seen her getting in the car with him and say, hey, you know, he's, you know, this or he's that. And she would have said, oh, y'all don't really know him like I know him. Which, you know, through all of this, if you watch any of the videos of her talking about him, you can still sense that she's in love with him in some weird type of way. Oh, I didn't want to press charges because of what the cops might do. And it's like the cops do a lot. But, you know, maybe you didn't have to call him or whatever. You can feel that she feels some pressure of, you know, the whole snitch thing, which, you know, I'm laughing because I'm just like, that's a ridiculous thought. And a bunch of niggas that watch Paid and Fool twice a week are not going to tell me they think a woman's snitching. And I have never can't really ever say I've heard a woman be called a snitch. So although the Internet is crazy and if you go on the Internet right now, you'll see mad dudes calling her a snitch, which those aren't street dudes and that's the issue i have with that is people are using these weird you know internet characters you go on twitter they got the anime uh, profile pictures or whatever you know they got 10 followers and they're calling her a snitch and it's like yeah but you gotta understand those aren't street dudes and i'm not saying i'm a street dude i'm just saying you know i i got a brain nobody no man with a brain is ever calling a woman a snitch for calling the cops on domestic violence you know nobody i know called rihanna a snitch which that's the other side of it you know you got women arguing hard and they're shouting at anybody that has any different opinion about what happened you know oh you hate women da, 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 and it's like or, or am i being a realist i think i'm being a realist in telling you that just like with rihanna and chris you know rihanna did not press charges and they briefly got back together right after that, you know. And they made a song called Ain't Nobody's Business. <laughs> so, you know, we as many feelings as we may have about these things, it's like these are celebrities and they don't live a real life like we live, you know, to where we don't know them. We don't know what goes on, you know. There are things they can't tell us, you know. If you wind up out here, and I'm not saying they did, but I'm saying if you high on cocaine and you and your girl get in a fight and both of y'all high on cocaine, you can't necessarily release that information to the public, you know, because that has, you know, criminal consequences. So you, you don't want to incriminate yourself. So you can't tell people everything. So with uh, Ray Rice and Janae Rice, you know, she wound up getting knocked out in the elevator after she, after she put her hands on him. He, you know, hit her and, you know, they look like they were drunk or whatever, you know, and obviously him hitting her as a foot heavy handed football player. It, it, it weighed it, you know, it, it looked so much worse than when she hit him, which, you know, I'll never say that's equal as a man. You know, when a woman hits you, you almost just got to laugh it off, man. And don't date no woman that 
you know, can physically harm you guys. That means if, you know, if you're four foot five and she's six foot two, 300 pounds, and you're four foot five, 150 pounds, you may not want to date her. Because <laughs> her hitting you may actually hurt you. So just, you know, but on your first date, just try to take a punch from her. See if you can take a punch with, from her on the first date. And if you can, and you don't retaliate, then you can go on and have a relationship. But if not, you, you may do something that ruins everything you've ever built, which is what Tory Lanez is facing. Uh, and like I said, it looks like she still got some love for him because same thing with Ray Rice, same thing with uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna, where she briefly got back with him. They made the song Ain't Nobody's Business and people were pissed because people were saying, hold on. You know, I fought really hard in the comments section for you. And it's like, that's why you don't need to fight in the comments section for people. You don't know where they're at in their relationship and you don't really know what happened. Same thing on the men's side, you know. We had this summer Earl Thomas, you know, his wife burst in on him and his brother with the girl which everybody was laughing because it's like wait him and his brother are splitting a whore <laughs> him and his brother split, split a hoe you know which made it some of us say damn i thought me and my brother were close but no turns out nobody's as close as earl thomas and his brother so yeah his wife kicked in the door and was waving around his gun and I said all that to say, not that these two things are equal, but just that love is crazy, man. Love is fucking nuts. So that sometimes, you know, a lot of shit, as Rihanna and Chris told us, ain't nobody's business, man. A lot of shit we gotta, you know, we may feel how we feel and state our opinion, but don't lose friends over it because, you know, they'll be holding hands at your funeral, which is it's a great lesson I repeat here often that my mother told me, you know. When my uncle and my aunt were fighting and I was dumb enough to jump in the middle. My mother said, they fight every weekend. Don't you jump in the middle. They'll kill you and be holding hands at your funeral. So that's an important lesson for people to learn, you know. Love gets crazy, you know. Now, obviously, I'm not advocating. I'm not saying anything is right. I'm just saying shit happens out there. Left eye burnt that man's house down and he took her back. He said, it's okay. I could get another house. Nothing's burning like my, that house wasn't burning deeper than my desire for you or some bullshit, passionate love shit like that. And they went back together. It must've been good. She must've had that whap. Left eye, rest in peace. Uh, who else, man? Uh, Al Green, he got those grits thrown on him and then he wrote, let's stay together. So... Let's stay together, you know. Who knows what's going to happen with the two of them, you know. So let's not lose friends. And let's not, you know, call the cops on each other. Because we don't know what the fuck was going on there. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, this episode, we talk a little hoops. We talk a little bit uh, about the uh, the girl with the Phoenix Suns or whatever. Uh, what was her name? I forget her name now. The Instagram model that was talking about, you know basically uh sucking off an entire nba starting lineup and then you know accusing trey songs of whatever she accused trey songs of after that oh peeing on her or whatever whatever whoop-de-wop uh and so yeah i'll finish it with this little story uh 
And this is something that happened to me personally. And I, I don't think I found time to bring this up as me and Ibrahim were discussing. The whole Trey songs and the whole accusations thing. The thing about that is, you know, like I said, it has stronger consequences for black men, you know. The Brian Banks story is real. If you don't know who Brian Banks is, look that up. That was a false rape accusation. He's got a movie that came out this summer, which I'm sure no one saw because the pandemic was happening, you know. But check that out if you can. Basically, the woman admitted she lied. She was embarrassed, to which even in this episode, I talk a little bit about, like, you cannot shame women for having sex, guys. It, I can't stress to you enough how important it is to the ecosystem that you do not do not shave women uh we we get a, a little into patrice and his backstory and if you guys can go find that story where patrice talks about basically how you know a guy shaming a girl about some things that he had done with her with some other guys landed him in prison as a teenager you know 17 or whatever and even brian banks was i think 16 17 when these allegations happened brian banks was a big football star on his way to usc and he was going to get an nfl contract and yeah you know shaming women and the shame that surrounded i think we also as well as we have to teach the guys not to shame the women we got to teach the uh women not to be ashamed and not to let anybody shame them you know and it's it's frustrating for me because like i said as black men in america we everything accusations are gonna have the strongest consequences for us and i mean you know i've read what happened to nate parker and you know nat turner nate parker made the nat turner film and Nat Turner was a very interesting character to me. So I was looking forward to his movie coming out. And then this whole backstory of what Nate did in college with the girl, which I have to say, as a man, I sat and I read, you know, what happened. And it wasn't so much what Nate did. It was what he allowed his friends to do to her. And I had to say, oh, I see why he was charged. And I think they found him not guilty, but he was... He, he was guilty, you know, you can't bring a woman in a room and let anything happen to her and then just kind of, and mind you, young men, alcohol, girls, no one teaches the kids anything. So all of this shit, I feel like is unfortunate. It's going to keep happening. But to my point and the point I was making about shaming girls, I'll tell this brief story and I'll let you guys get into the episode. Uh... When I was in high school, there was a guy, big football star, so similar to Brian Banks. He, uh, okay, let's not beat around the bush here. He wound up getting some head from a girl at school. Now, mind you, he at the time, I think, was a senior. He was 18 years old, you know, and she was a minor, meaning she was 16 years old, and... Which, again, you're all in high school, so it's just like, you know, it's not like he was R. Kelly. Uh, anyway, he gets kicked off the football team. He had all sorts of scholarships. Um, to this day, you know, he gets suspended, arrested, whatever, juvenile hall and all that stuff. I think he got a pretty light sentence, but to this day, he has to register as a sex offender. He, by law, is not even allowed to spend time alone with his child. 
and that's all from you know getting a blowjob as a high school senior from a girl that you went to school with so it's not you know and mind you he's a black man she was a black girl because if it was a white woman it would have been his consequences would have been way worse we know that but i told you that story to tell you this about shaming women i i still remember this to this day uh you know that girl got to come back to school and when she did like they kind of had like a chaperone for her meaning you know someone to help her um along or whatever anyhow me and my friends were in gym. I had a gym class with that girl. Now, mind you, I think both of them, I don't want to say I think both of them got suspended because they got caught, you know, in the act. Uh, of course, the guy, he had all sorts of legal actions being taken against him. And, you know, sometimes it's up to the parents if they want to press charges, and they did, and he got suspended from the team. It was a big story. Anyway, she... I think even wound up getting suspended from school or I don't think she got suspended, but due to, you know, the consequences or whatever of the what was going on, they didn't want her in school. So she took a good two or three months off. Anyway, she returned to school. I had a gym class with her. Me and the guys, we was hooping, playing basketball in the gym and she was in there and we were laughing about something i don't know what we were laughing about we're a bunch of 15 16 year old kids you know we're goofing and cutting up and playing ball like we do anyway you know someone comes over and kind of takes the ball away one of the coaches comes over and takes the ball away i remember seeing her go over with her uh the person they assigned to help her i guess reacclimate to going to school or whatever and maybe protect her go over to our coach next thing i know our coach that was teaching the class comes over and takes the ball away and stops our game as he stops our game he kind of calls out our names you know hunt this one that one all of you report in my office right the fuck now and we're like wait what <laughs> you know we just playing basketball what's going on anyway he called us in the office. He looks all of us straight in the eye. And I mean, he's red faced because whatever this case was, it was a big like, what's the word I'm looking for? A big stain on the athletic community where we live, you know. So he's yelling at us and he goes, I just expect more from you fucking guys. I mean, Jesus Christ, the girl's been in school for what, two or three days now? And I'm already and we're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. Her, uh, you know, her, uh, how do I say this? Her assistant, chaperone, whatever the fuck that person was, was saying you guys were making fun of her. And we're all looking at each other like I wasn't making fun of her. Were you making fun of her? I wasn't making fun of her. Were you making fun of her? And it turns out we weren't. We were just all laughing at something, you know. And finally, I think we came down to that. And the coach just said, well, I'm sorry I called you guys in here, you know, white guy, red face in the South. I went to school in deep in the South in Georgia. So he was ready to discipline us and basically send us home. And like I said, you know, we had to ask everybody almost in the gym of like, did you guys hear us making we, we weren't making fun of her. Now, maybe she was shy or embarrassed about what happened. And I still to this day, I don't know why she didn't just change schools. I think you got to change schools for your own protection and then 
maybe a little less people know the story, you know, but to come back to the same school is just kind of crazy, you know. I would have probably sent my daughter to another school. I mean, shit like that is it's crazy, but I said all that to say, you know, sometimes people hear us be harsh in certain situations as men, as black men in particular, when I don't think they know the experience of like, let's say we had a, made a joke or something about her. That probably would have real life consequences on me, you know, in South Georgia, in Valdosta, Georgia, growing up. I probably would have been shipped off, you know, to juvenile somewhere. So, you know, sometimes I know people hear me say say something harsh about women or whatever. And it, it unfortunately, it's my reality, you know. And just as I told you with Patrice, you can go find the story, you know. As a teenager, he sent to a grown man prison. And like I said, look up Brian Banks and all these different things. And in this episode, there is a lot of harshness talked about. And like I said, on this, at the same time, please, I can't advise you enough. If you're a young man listening to it, do not shame women for sexual acts. I'm telling you, it has real life consequences for you. And those are the types of things that lead to them pressing charges, you know, or, you know, falsely making up stories or whatever, as Patrice told but uh i'm gonna get the fuck off here i'm gonna stop ranting uh check out that game tonight uh if you're looking for some relief you know 824 rp kobe uh hopefully dame doesn't come out hot and hopefully my indiana paces stay in it man i'm a little embarrassed with them because tj warren was cooking he was hot in the bubble i think he was the second leading scorer behind devin booker which in this episode you'll find out why devin booker of the phoenix suns was so hot at scoring and you know tj warren is now averaging like 19 and him and jimmy butler had beef anyway in the last game that they played you know jimmy butler and tj warren got into it which i was telling people all year like yo tj warren about to level up he was our leading scorer and all year they kept talking about they kept talking about uh, Oladipo returning and Sabonis leveled up and became an all-star for us. So those were the big stories. And I know TJ had to feel like, motherfucker, I'm over here averaging 19 a game, leading this team in scoring, and nobody writes any fucking thing about me. So when he got to the bubble, he came out and dropped 53 on fucking uh, the 76ers. And uh, they've already gotten swept, which... You know, Jason Tatum tore their ass up, which he's probably the best young player, most well-rounded that nobody talks about. I love Jason Tatum's game. Uh, and Philadelphia could have picked Jason Tatum. They had the first pick, and they picked Markel Fultz, and they traded up to get that pick. And then they tried to change Markel's shot, and he was injured, and it was a whole saga, which he's doing, playing pretty well down in Orlando now because J. Cole prayed for his shot. Which that's the key to leveling up for everybody. It's J. Cole praying for your shot. But uh, yeah, fucking, you know, I'm embarrassed because now we're down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. And Sabonis wasn't supposed to play. And now they're talking about, well, Sabonis may actually come back to the bubble. You know, his feet were hurting, but we may need him. But he's going to have to sit out four days. And I'm like, does it look like we fucking have four days? Does it look like we have four days? And I don't think we do. So 
hopefully we can get a win, extend the series, and maybe Sabonis comes back and we work a little magic. But uh, let me hop off the horn here. Uh, this this has been the longest footnotes ever. Enjoy this episode. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Tough Talk Podcast, folks. Yo. Hey, what up? Chilling, bro. How you? I'm good, man. Just had dinner and shit. Oh, Watching the docu series about I... video games. So. Yeah, I gotta check that out. It's on Netflix. What is it called? Uh, it's called High Score. High Score. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty much like the films that made us, or the movies that made us, or the toys that made us, but for video games. Ah, oh, even, even doper. Yeah. So it's pretty good, man. Which that shit is like, uh, like that was the dream back in the day, right? Everybody thought, yeah, I'm going to grow up, make video games. Then it's like a lot of math you got to be good at and shit. Niggas was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. If it, if, it, if, it, if it required me to do math, I, I definitely wasn't doing yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't fuck with math either, man. I remember, uh, and I mean, this is a wild story, but whatever. Uh, how do I tell this? Uh, anyhow. It was this chick that, uh, you know, when you were you, you young or whatever, when I was a junior, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I took some services from her uh, and then I, like, stopped calling her or whatever. And you took some services, services from her. What the fuck are you talking some about? Mess- How you going? Wait, 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 nigga. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. How the fuck you going to have a podcast called Tough Talk, but you over here talking in motherfucking... Similes and, and shit and metaphors, nigga. You got because we, we you supposed to be easing into this. You feel me? We two minutes in. Easing into we what? Two minutes nigga? in. We, we ain't. We ain't even. Nigga, this ain't any sex. We ain't, <laughs> we ain't even. Lo- like we ain't even lubed them up yet. But nah, nigga, I, I said lubed them up. We ain't lubed them up yet. <laughs> so anyway, I said all that to say, you know, I got some services. I, I got some mouth shit? services right, from ahead, her, and uh, shit still sound bad. This was when I was like a junior in high school, and then I bet, I bet if she would have thought that if she would have heard you call it mouth yeah. services, she would have never gave you head. You in know, the first place, like man. I said, we 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 <laughs> easing into this, but anyway, it was like complicated. She was like a sister's friend or whatever. But long story short, I didn't talk to her no more after that and shit. You know, girls used to want their little courtesy phone call back in the day. So long story short, mm-hmm. I hated math so much. And I had pre-algebra as a senior. And I remember one day she wound up, the teacher moved her desk over to mine. And it was like hell because she had used to um, just mean mug me every day. Anyway, I don't even remember mm-hmm. what I did. But she stood up in the middle of the class and yelled out in front of everybody, you know, fuck you, you little dick motherfucker. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but this was the most devastating part. And then she said, that was no, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The most devastating uh, part was then she finished up, you little dick motherfucker. With that's why your dumb ass is a senior in pre algebra. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. I remember the teacher sent me out to the hall so fast and he was laughing. <laughs> mm. Yo, I. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, bitch, you hit me with the wrong stick. I know I don't, I'm not good at math, but goddamn, my dick. Yeah, I did. And then I can't do math, so I can't even probably add up how little she was trying to say it was. I'm like, wait, 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 we talking centimeters or inches? Which one we talking? 
or millimeters. Well, we talking shit. standard or metric? I'd have fucked her up. She'd have been like, "That's why your dick little." I'd have been like, "Compared to your uncle, man." <laughs> I'd have been some shit out of like that. I wasn't ready, but the whole class was dying laughing. And like I said, you remember yeah. Street Fighter when uh, you know, Saget would uppercut you, then he would hit yeah. you with the uh, two the tiger uh, what was the joints? The fireballs he threw. When you yeah. tiger, he hit. She hit me with the uppercut. Bam! I was in the air, and on the way down, she hit me with that little fireball. And you know how you bounce off mm. the ground twice? <laughs> right. <laughs> she won. <laughs> Flawless victory. I know yeah. that's the wrong game. Word up. Yeah. That shit hurt. I'm yeah, like, damn, why she had to say that point out to everybody that I was a senior and a junior? Man, I'm telling you, man, women are, women women have that 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 little dick like Women have that ability, bro, to like fuck up your pussy credit for the next five years or five months or whoever's in close proximity. You could have a big dick, but just a good woman telling you you got a little yeah, dick. Yeah, it just—it's it, like uh, all you can do is pull it out in front of everybody and try to prove them wrong. And now you got and, an and indecent, you even now you got an indecent exposure charge. Yeah, man. It's like, or a chick can say, uh, you, you got a weak stroke or some shit like that. That's why I always tell dudes, yo, you, the, I'm always, you got to get it. You got to get in front of the narrative. Like you got to get in front of that shit. Like what I do is I never bragged on my dick growing up. Nah, never. Do Cause I always seen the setup. I always seen the setup. It's a setup. Women lure you into a small sense of security. The next thing you know, they just bring up. I've seen many a woman in the projects get choked out. Behind that, shit. <laughs> it's like they'd be like, "That's why your dick little or your stroke game weak." Oh man, dudes, elusive. Yeah. It's like, nah, man, fuck that. You ain't, you ain't going to embarrass me in public. I tell you after if I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, yo, I apologize for that. Well, for I that mean, as a dad. dude, as a dude, we're like, like looking at you, like, look, I know what I can do. I know that shit wasn't the best, right? But there. as a you get ahead of that. As character. a dude, there's always that stock line of, but I still hit. So yeah, I I never let uh, that bother me much. I never been that egotistical. Uh, nah. I always just had the nah, thought nigga, of, man, I still nigga, cut. Nigga, nigga I, listen, man, I was taught by the greats, the the Justin Slayers, the Byron Longs <laughs> of the world. I have a standard to uphold. I came in the game, I came in the game being tutored by a, a older chick who who uh, who. You know what I mean? Who put me? Who molested me? But still, <laughs> but she was like, she was like twenty three out sixteen. You know what I'm saying? I lied about my age, so I get some ass. Yeah, but she, and she, she broke she me knew. in. <laughs> you know, nah, she didn't. Like I had to actually come clean and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, what did she say when you came clean? When I came clean, she still was down with. Yeah, she, she didn't care. <laughs> she, she was still down she with. She was it. training you. It was what it Dude, was. We got we yo we yo. Yeah, she felt she felt honored to take a nigga virginity, but it was like I have after that I had a standard to, to uphold. Yeah. So it's like, man, if I if I give some weak dick, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna like, look, that shit was that shit was. Weak. Oh no, that was fine. Like, nah, bitch, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna lure me into this whole I'm good shit because you are gonna throw that shit back in my face later. I'm not beat. Yeah, so I, <laughs> like I have a standard. I have a standard on my own shit. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna be like one of the niggas that get cut from the football team and be surprised. You got a like, standard, like, you got a standard to maintain. Uh, oh man, I, come on, man! I don't know. Ah, what the? That's why you gotta. What the hell was? That's why you gotta watch them that porn. You gotta watch porn like game film, nigga. You gotta always be prepared, <laughs> like Tom Brady. 
Like, fuck Hilarious. Yo, that's how, like, Alvin nah, Mack from the what, program, that's how I watched That's throwing, reminding nigga. me of um, uh, the quarterback. Who was it? Oh, Jamarcus Russell. They said they were, they oh, said they yeah, were giving yeah. him empty tapes, and he would say, oh, yeah, yeah, coach, I watched the tape. <laughs> No, yeah, they, I remember they were that. giving yeah. him blank tapes. So it's like, yo, Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Russell is the is the is the sex equivalent to I hit though. Hey, I, 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 I know it's kind of immature, but I I know it's kind of immature, but I, I I like I always like that uh, angle of just, but I still that comeback. but I still beat though. So hey, I mean, it's only no, it it only I only like that comeback. For when you have a, one of them ranting chick po- like a chick post uh, make yeah. a post where they're ranting about how niggas yeah. ain't shit and niggas don't do this and niggas are... and then at the end in the comments somebody go but you still let them fuck though right that is that is well, hilarious but that has nothing to do with like actual sexual prowess it's about you talking about the quality of the person and he come back with but you let him fuck though that's hilarious yes. but with sexual prowess. Nah, nigga, nah I, gotta, I like it because I, I like it for a certain reason. And goddamn you, because you always come in hot. We was gonna make our way to the bullshit and the misogyny, but we we right on top of it. Look, man, I, <laughs> as soon as we came in, look, I, man, I'm trying to get. Uh, look, man, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get through. This we shit, was bro. we <laughs> was gonna make our way to it, but you didn't came in hot. So you over, so, you over here making so, love and shit, nigga. I was trying to get through this shit. Look. <laughs> you, you was already naked well, when she showed up. Look, it, look, look! If if you if you fuck that girl the way you do this oh, podcast, man. Then I would, your ass is crazy. I'm gonna be like your little dick motherfucker too. Like, <laughs> I'm like you small talk ass nigga. Watch next time we go back to New York County hey. Club, you say something piss me. I'm like you small talk ass nigga. They be like, everybody gonna lose. You shit. a motherfucker, man. This motherfucker comes in hot, boy. You one of them. As soon as she opened the door, this nigga's naked. Like, nah, ain't no talking. So nah, I said. Hey man, I watch way too much porn. That's just what said to though. Everything you just said uh, about where, where were we? Oh, you you still let me beat. So this was to that point because every now and then you do hear a girl tell a story. So how do I? Damn, because I'm trying to think of the name of it and what it's called. But anyway, on like Twitter or something, there's like this thing basically where girls do almost reviews on men which is you know trying to flip the narrative trying to flip the script and this girl was telling right, a right, story right. about John Wall and how quick he nutted and I'm like but he ain't your man like I, I think certain women mm-hmm. they, they have this idea that every man is out here trying to please them and it's like you're not my man you're just mm-hmm. a skeezer I met in the club and I mean she told the story of basically seeing him in the club he points at mm-hmm. her she goes home with him, and then she like, yeah, he nutted so quick and fell asleep, and then you know had his driver drive me home, and it's like, yeah, you're not his fucking girl. <laughs> easy come, easy right. come, easy go. Excuse the pun. But this, but this another thing too that I had to explain to a friend of mine, this chick um that I know, right? And she was talking about guys, and you know, and the whole thing about how the guys want to have sex with them, and she brought up the whole thing about dudes nothing quick or nothing fast or whatever. And I told her, I said, there's something that women don't understand. I said, just because our dick is hard don't mean we're aroused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't mean we ready I for sex. I think technically like, that's the definition of it, though. Nah, 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 nah. What I'm saying is, like, women, like, chicks, 
don't know how to get a nigga prepped to have sex for an extended period of time. They figure just because I did, just like these dumb niggas who think because a woman is wet means she's, uh, you know what I mean? She's ready to have sex. That doesn't mean she's aroused. Mm-hmm. It's, it's levels. It's you levels. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I think that's an issue. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, it, it's like just because, like, a woman's vagina can be wet for Nah, I, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm saying doesn't mean she aroused. You still gotta, you still have to warm her up. You still have to foreplay. You still have for her to be aroused and be prepared for sex. It's the same thing with a dude. I had to explain that to him. Like, just because you see a nigga with a dick, with a dick hard, so, so I mean, think, ready. So if we nut, I said, so if we nut fast, it's because y'all not doing your job, just like we don't do our job, getting getting us. I don't ready know about that one. I don't, I don't know. know if I'm ready to blame. What I don't know mean? if I'm ready to blame me nothing quick on her <laughs> not doing her job. No, nigga, it's, <laughs> bro, it's it's some real shit. See, man, this is what I'm telling. It's some real shit. It's another thing that older chick taught me, bro. You gotta fuck with older. Okay, women, so. Man. I, look, I, I had a I had an older chick, so I, I fuck with some older chicks before, but and it's it's a different yeah. uh speed, it's a different thing going on. But uh, I, but they understand I the man's body thought, though. Man, it ain't a whole lot to understand with my ass. Go up and down. It's very simple. Right. <laughs> and speed up. Not speed really, up or bro. Slow down. It's very I'm simple. Which you know, women, women really. shit is complicated. The weather gotta be right. Uh, you gotta be right. hitting it at the right That's, angle. Now she said ninety-two degrees, right. not ninety. See, see, but what you just did right there, you went and downplayed our shit and said, "Yo, there's this kind." That's how niggas always end up playing defense. Because you're saying you're sitting there saying, "Oh, they're complicated. We're not we that complicated." We really are, bro. Yes, we are, simple, bro. We we're listen. We're not we're not as complicated as them, but we're not as simple. All right. Either. Well, you speaking for self. I'm, I'm simple than a motherfucker. All right. So here, that's here's, you. Here's our, but that's why the chick. That's why the chick calls you out in the class. <laughs> she ain't have to talk about my math skills though. <laughs> fuck her. Pi equal three point one four. Fuck free algebra and fuck her. You know what was funny, man, about that situation was I still remember my teacher, Mr. Monahan, and he was a young, like in shape white dude. So he was still kind of hip. And I remember him just kind of taking right. me in the hallway and laughing and being like, so what was all of that about? <laughs> and and, and oh, he was man. young enough that he was laughing and was like, ah, you got to call him, man. You can't be not calling him. <laughs> and he was still kind of young. Yeah, so yeah. he was just like, that's why I went ahead and sent you in the hallway. And he told me this, though, and it stays with me to this day. He said, it's always your fault. <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> See, see the bullshit. No, see the listen, bullshit that that that, that, that old that men pass down. That's, to, you know what I mean. That's I feel, good I feel, advice I feel, because when the cops come, it's your fault, bruh. I mean, what one out of ten dudes have came out of that oh, situation straight? That, no, I'm talking. No, 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 no. You, you miss some. You, you miss. You misunderstand. Okay. In your particular situation, it is your fault. Because you didn't call or whatever or whatever. But what I'm saying it, it's the general principle that's passed down from men, from their fathers to their sons, to their older brothers, to their younger brothers, to their uncles, to their nephews, that we always play defense. Hmm. It's like no matter what happens with women, remember, yo, you know, a happy wife is a happy life. You know, keep your mouth closed quiet remember it's always your fault well what's what's some other shit that men who've been it's married a really to long time her. say cheaper to keep her 
Uh, what's the other one? Um, I don't even know. Um, yes, dear. Yes, dear is the key to a happy or long relationship. Uh, that that honey-do list and, and all sorry. that shit. Honey-do, yeah, that yeah. shit. It's like, man, that's the, what I'm talking about is on a grander scale. You're just a microcosm of you uh, getting embarrassed in a math class. But what I'm saying is, like, what he said to you encompasses a greater issue with, with in the relations between men and women. But go Which ahead. I was more part. mad at her for, like, how dare you not hold it down? Like, it's other girls in here I want to fuck with. Now that they know I fuck with you, you know, you know how that go. Then they, ah, oh, but, but where old girl at? And you like, damn, it's like that, though? But, so see, now that we said that, and I mean, mind you, I had a little different order in, in mind for the podcast, but since we started right, right. and we came in here hot, and just like what I was right. talking about with John Waller, like, why do women have this, like, idea of this standard of, like, like I said, she told the story about John Waller, and I'm thinking, well, of course not. <clears throat> you wasn't his girl, you know, easy come, easy go. He came in a club and pointed at you. You got in the back of a car and went to his crib, his mansion, and did what you did, and now he's asleep. So, and you know mm-hmm. that 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 situation applies, or that uh statement we made earlier applies of like uh, but, but he, he still talks, beat. But it, <laughs> but it never occurs to her. See, this is another thing why I talk about offense versus defense. It never occurs to her that maybe her shit whack, or just uh, just you know that just because a nigga weak or whatever. Right? It might have been the third yeah, one huh? that day. So you feel me? So yeah, it, it, whatever. I mean, but it, it, like. Maybe you weren't that right. Good. So it always occurs to them you know that they saying? deserve better, and that's kind of a funny concept of like, nah. But uh, I said all that to say, and I mean, I guess we'll start with one of the hot topics here. Uh, that nah. Well, we we're gonna move into that, but uh, we we talking about the NBA already, and uh, we had the wild girl on the No Jumper podcast come out this week and say that she, you know, sucked off seven players on one team, which is just like, hold on, you were sucking the bench? <laughs> mm. You were sucking the bench. Yeah, I saw that. And then at some point, she kind of revealed that, you know, someone who worked for the team. So you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're not just talking players. The, you were sucking equipment manager. The equipment manager. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I picked that up, yeah. Nah, I'm like, you know what, man? Listen, go ahead, go finish, finish. I'm going to tell you what I think. About I mean, well, there's two or three things. One is, you know, which we should name names. So what was her name is, damn, her name starts with an A. I think Alice A, which you already know. That's a stripper mm. name. You know mm. she's all about some bullshit. And then right. the craziest part of the whole thing to me was, her friend was the guest on the podcast. I think her name is Selena Powell. And okay. the whole time she's talking, the girl is hyping her up. The Selena girl is like, yes, bitch, tell them. No, nah, bitch, name uh-huh. names. But she never named uh-huh. the particular team. So I don't know how they ever got back to the <laughs> fact that it was the Phoenix Suns anyway, which of course the joke there is that the Phoenix Suns went 8-0 in the bubble. They was undefeated. So it's like, well, <laughs> they was out there motivated. Right. She she uh damn I forgot what I was about I don't to think say. she's telling the truth. That's um, one. I think she clout I do. 
I do. I think do I think she has no standards? Do I think she totally probably would do some shit like that? Yeah, but I don't think she'd come back and brag about it as proudly as she did. Shit, nigga. I think I I definitely but, think so. I mean, like, look, we come from the era too of you you know, everybody ain't about everybody ain't about this whole this whole shit. What I when I heard about it, what I said was I respected Shorty. Because she could have used that as a Me Too moment. You know what I'm saying? Easily. But she, like, owned up to it. was like, yeah, you know, it was lit. This is what we did. You know what I mean? I was fucking this one dude. They came in, and I sucked all of them off. Like, I was more respecting her for the fact that she owned up to being a hoe. Like, she was like, listen, this is what I did. Okay. You know what I mean? And and we had fun. And her friend was in the back. So it was like, all right. And it could have been, yeah, her friend was in the back, you know, or you know, urging her on. But which, you got which nah. Like okay, that. fair, fair. Yeah. Yes, we all know there are girls right. who are like that, right? But here's here's the thing, right. and I don't know if you took this story further, because then she also mm-hmm. went on to name uh, Trey Songs and saying that Trey Songs peed on her. And basically, she was saying that she didn't consent to that. So see... You you saying that, but also I'm saying nah, because she wound up then incriminating somebody, and Trey Songs had to release the text messages. He released the receipts, which everybody got on his okay. ass because in the receipts she was calling him a nigga. So they was like, so hold okay. up, nigga, you letting white women call you niggas as long as you can pee Man, on them? But I, I, I feel heard, like that's a fair change. That's the eat. <laughs> You said, yeah, what up? Hell yeah. You call me a nigga, I'm a, a nigga. Maybe that's why he peed on her, which hey bitch, that that's what you get. <laughs> and and the most and the most disrespectful shit is he probably drank the sunny water before oh, he peed no, on her. I I hope he was <laughs> drinking Fago and <laughs> made it worth He's it. He's like, yo, give me he said, yo, I got this white bitch coming over. Let me get some of that Detroit water. He said, you heard <laughs> not the not the Flint water. <laughs> not the, the Flint water, not my the bad. Flint water. Flint water. <laughs> Let me get some Flint water he had the Flint bit. Mountain Springs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, it's all bad. You know the album was called Passion, Pain, and Pleasure, and this nigga never has on a shirt. You knew what it was. But the DMs, the mm-hmm. DMs he released were embarrassing to me for other reasons. Every two messages, the girl kept begging, hey, unblock me. Hey, unblock me. But Trey knew what it was. He this mm-hmm. ain't his first rodeo with these hoes. He like, nah. You blocked right. everything. Right. I can see what you say to me or whatever. You know, basically, I think the way it works is you can only, uh, you know, they, they got secret text. And Drake said you can't even text him. You got to text two other managers. And he never talks to him. So it's a certain protocol mm-hmm. that those stars have to keep people from knowing their location and setting them up and all types of other shit. So like right. I said, though, I was laughing because literally every two messages she would say to him, she would say, hey, unblock me, please. Unblock me, please. And it's like, oh, you're so corny. Nigga got you blocked, but you still gonna let him skis you? But then I was disappointed yeah. because it opened up <laughs> It opened up a whole uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it basically opened Indoor's Indoor's box. box and a whole can of worms for Trey Songs because, you know, them R&B dudes, they always getting hit with charges or whatever because girls want to girls want to sleep with them and then they want to like just like i'm saying about oh well you wasn't you, you know i I thought you said i was gonna be your girl and it's like 
girl, I tell everybody that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I'm in another city tonight, so sorry, but so they get mad and then, you know, oh, you promised you were going to buy me this or buy me that. So then you started seeing all these other accusations start to come back up or come after him. And it's uh, like, oh, come on. Right. And then the really. Like jaded lovers. Yeah. It's like, it's like chum in the water. Go ahead. And the really crazy part about it, too, when I watched the clip is, and I mean, this is, God damn it, because all these conversations are connected. But as I'm watching the clip, I'm watching the No Jumper podcast. Uh, I fuck with it on the Dane Dash episode. It's a dope episode with Dane Dash on there that I be listening to a lot. But as I'm watching, I'm like, there ain't even no black people in the room. But you're incriminating black people, meaning even when we talk about the Phoenix Suns, what you got? Maybe one white dude on there? What's the big white boy? I forgot his name, but whatever. But I'm saying... Yeah, it's all well. Tyler Jerome, the one that was on the uh, championship team, Virginia. But yeah, that's the uh, which oddly enough, he has the blackest name on the team, Tyler Jerome. <laughs> and Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Rubio, and Ricky Rubio, right? But I'm saying that to oh, say okay. when she said those seven players, everybody's picture was a picture of black men, and then it became, oh, how disgusting are black men? Hell, or and you know they're, they're not saying black men, but oh, you know who they're talking yeah. about because they're talking about the NBA. Right. And then even when she incriminated right. Trey Songs, it's like, there you go. You're throwing another black man under the bus. So I'm looking at her, Alizé, mm-hmm. and I'm also looking at the other girl. What's her name? Selena Powell. And I'm saying, neither one of you hoes is black. And no one in this room mm-hmm. is black. But all we're really doing is sitting here incriminating black men. And right. and this is what I wish. I just wish we... How do I say this? Because it's like, yo... If somebody got some mouth for you, you're supposed to take that. I can't even, I can't even sit here and hate on the young NBA players and be like, "Said if somebody got hey, mouth for you, if, you're supposed if, to take I, let me re, let me rephrase that. If a woman, if that a shit. young woman has some mouth for you and she looks nice, you're supposed to get that. So I can't. Not even still. That's I'm not even talking about the whole. Um, I'm not even like taken aback by the whole. Uh, the the the, the section you know the the gender part of the shit you know it's just the whole idea of like nah nigga like the big the greater question is the greater uh issue is also too and i guess whatever feminist that might listen to this is that we as men sometimes we do have to be more discerning as to what what the okay, fuck we so, do what I right think. and here's, here's, here's you know what, what i'm saying to say. like that we do kind of we, we kind of yeah. had to do that so that i'm saying when you said what you said that's what kind of threw me it's like no nigga so, i can turn it so down here's too. what here's like, what i'm trying to say and i mean i guess this is what i meant uh-huh. like i said looking back at the tape which is one you know adam he ain't black the girl they ain't right. black and neither is selena powell so you got these steroided up girls sitting there, you know, with all the Botox and the cheeks and shit, and they're yelling yeah. out, you know, names basically for fun. And like I said, the Selena Powell chick is basically her cheerleader, her hype, man. Yes, bitch, tell them mm-hmm. what you did. Name the names. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there like, yo, this shit is wild. But I said all that to say I wish, I wish we'd make better decisions in, on who we let in our culture. I feel like this is what happens when you let the culture go. Like they only here, they only here for one reason, and it's to take advantage. Well, so everybody clowns LeBron, and people try to oh LeBron, you know, because he's 
I even saw somebody try to like critique his high school sweetheart. And it's like, no, because he don't have to deal with this shit. You can't be the best player in the world when you got hoes out here bragging on their mouth and what they done done with you. And mind you, whatever she just did just happened. So it ain't even been a year. And it's like they on trying to come up on the superhead path. And I'm like, how sad is it? Never. Never. That is a legend. (laughs) Blasphemy. That is a legend. Listen, man, I was not a believer in Superhead until I saw the video with her, Mr. Marcus. (laughs) She made Mr. Marcus. Nigga, when you make Mr. Marcus tap out, I was like, yo, she got to be a a dude who's a pro, who gets his dick sucked by multitudes of women for a Mm -hmm. living. And you have, and and she's a civilian. It made this nigga say, hold up. He said, hold on, pause real quick. He said, can we, can we, can we edit that out real quick? He's like, hold up. He's like, hold up, bitch. He's like, hold up, bitch. You, you, you something else. Like, you, you something else. I've never watched the tape before, but it would be, it would be hilarious if she finished and he finished quick and she stood up and said, hey, nigga, that's why you in a freshman math class with your dumb ass. And I was like, oh, shit. This is, this is a this is the biopic of, of Phil Hunt. <laughs> the Phil Hunt biopic. Mr. Marcus, ain't that the dude okay, with the Mr. hat? Marcus ain't that the dude that always had the hat, the hat on? And he always throw the thumbs up to the camera. When she the flipped that motherfucker's yeah. hat backwards, which is hilarious because men basically make zero dollars from porn. That shit is all promo. <laughs> Yo, listen, it's like that's that would show you how valuable pussy is. It's like, Man. it's like you got these dudes. It's like, look, it's like women get paid the, in, 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 uh, in straight porn. Women get paid the highest. Right. And the dudes are there like, hey, they're like video game testers. It's like, look, <laughs> we, we get free products. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. I don't, they, know. I don't know. I just think, I just think with, uh, to your other point about the, the women on the radio show and stuff, I just think that's, a, that's just the result of niggas being goofy. I mean, we kind of see it in, in entertainment. We we see Bruh. like we just gotta make we just gotta make better decisions with motherfuckers, not motherfuckers. We letting the okay, but what how uh, how niggas who niggas get a dick right? To? Like we gotta be more like, because the higher up you get, because the higher up you get in the in in this whole entertainment yeah. period, and you've seen it, you've been in this bitch a while. You see that I see it like hanging around in different spots. You see that these that these white chicks. Go after these bro- these very successful brothers aggressively. Yeah, it's, you know it's kind of crazy. And these goofy and these and these goofy niggas give it. Yeah, up they almost got to fight them off. So now it's stick, like, and then it and then it always yeah. comes back. Which you know we we, we got one in our uh, comedy business or whatever shit. She out here on podcast talking about how she gave it up. Uh, what's her name? Jax, that goofy bitch. Oh man! <laughs> Oops, I just named the name. I had the my, I had, look. look. <laughs> Look, who gives a fuck, yeah, man? Like just she, rad. The, the shit she tried to pull, the shit she tried to pull with me, and I ain't had no parts of that. And shit it's 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 racist, and I didn't tell so that, many black dudes just, like, yo, I get that she'll let you pipe it or whatever, but she's a racist, and they don't seem like they can get that because they can't get past her titties, they can't get past nothing because she clan she puts herself out there like she's an ally, right? But every situation I ever had, after my situation with her, every issue I've ever heard of her, any guy that's ever come to me that had an issue with Jax was a black man. Nah, 100%. A black so it's almost and, specific to black men of like, yo, 
and it was yeah, but she the main one talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm out here. I'm an ally. I'm this like, no yo, fucking shut racist. Shut the fuck up. It's, which I I think I told you, me and her. You know, same type scenario as you. You know me. I post my opinions, and my opinions are my opinions. I remember she was leaving her life story in my fucking comment box. Like, you know, say you make a post, and it's very, like, uh, what's the word? Very abstract or whatever. And then someone, like, the, a quick clue for y'all that's listening that someone's crazy is if you, if they leave more words in the comments than your post was. So my post might have been 10 words. And her comments were like four paragraphs, you know, her life story. Oh, my dad treated me bad, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, you know, she's ringing my inbox or whatever. And she left like a long ass message or whatever. And it's like, I just kind of looked at it and thought maybe she having a drunk night or whatever, you know, we have those in comedy, you know, so. I figure, all right, she'll apologize or she'll calm down, whatever. You know, women get hyped up, right? Figure worse right. come to worse, she'll say. That, and that's why you were in a freshman class, a freshman math class, you dumb motherfucker. That's like, mm-hmm. ah, that's a theme in my life women like to bring up. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sitting there playing 2K with my man, and I'm just laughing because I'm like, whoa. So then... God damn it, because I don't want to name names, but whatever. We didn't already said Jax's name, so fuck it. People in comedy know who she is. Yeah, she's trash. Uh, and like I said, this is a known fact. You can go listen to other podcasts where she talk about the dirt she didn't did. But uh, <laughs> so then the, the homie uh, Wale hits me up and he goes, yeah, she made a post about you or whatever. What'd you do to her? And I'm like, what do you mean what I do to her? And I'm like, dude, I haven't even seen her. Meaning... I literally met this chick one time in passing at a comedy club. Now, mind you, she's not booked at all. I'm there booked doing a spot. Next thing I know, she's friend requesting me or whatever. So I don't have any history with this chick. She makes a long ass Mm -hmm. post about how I'm a rapist and a misogynist and all of this. Now, me being the person that I am, I pay such good attention to people that she had posted about her boyfriend probably two weeks before that, dragging her down the steps by her hair, which is a crowd for help, right? Which is, that's a crowd for help. Right. I'm not going to make fun of that because I'm a bigger person than that. So, you know, I see this post or whatever, and finally I say, you know, you need to be looking for a first floor apartment and stop worrying about me. It sounds like you live with the misogynist. So you're projecting whatever pain you felt through your father and through your boyfriend that you live with that through your own words he has dragged you down the steps by your hair so maybe don't be (laughs) so fucking worried about me and worry about finding a first floor apartment so that was my response to her and that was all I ever responded to her and then you know she tried to block me but it was like eh whatever Good, good, good riddance. Mm. I remember she unblocked me one day and I saw her arguing with herself and somebody else's comments and I was just like, Lord Jesus. But I said all that to say that yep. the same guy, Wale, that said to me, well, Phil, what are you doing to her? You need to calm down and you need to watch what you say. Two years later, she got him. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Uh, and, yo, I like, and I said, that's what the I, fuck you I, get because I told you then. I was I was about to say the same shit. I had a situation with her at a Bill Burr, at a show Bill Burr performed at, at a Westside Comedy. I don't be naming Bill Burr. Bill and, Burr don't uh, want nothing to do with this shit. No, no he ain't. Listen, it was In at a fact, show he did. doing so impression I'm of Bill Burr to, saying he don't want I'm, nothing to do with this shit. 
I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just setting the stage because it lets you know how many. No, nah, I know. I'm just saying. It's, it's a like dope a show. But it, I'm just saying, don't, it was don't name show, it. But it <laughs> this, place, this place was packed. This fucking place was like yeah. packed, right? I only came through to, to support. Um, and it was a show being run by Bill Batiste, uh, Josh, and uh, Josh Altusanya, and uh, Kirby Darius, right. right? They used to run this show uh, called Black cool. Magic. So I just slid through. I, I was going to fly through anyway. The next thing I know, I wake up. Bill Burr is coming through to run some time. So I'm like, fuck, I know this show is going to be packed or whatever. So I hit up Kirby. I'm like, yo, you can get me in? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, but fast forward. I'm in. He gets me in. I'm just chilling. I see Jax. I've seen her in passing. We talk. She told me about how people in the scene don't like her. She's like vented to me or whatever. But I never was an ally of this, of this chick. She was just venting to me and I just... Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and just like most of the women in the comedy scene, I'm just cordial with them in passing. None of them are really my homies with the exception of an exceptional few and they know who yeah, they are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I would see her in passing and just be like that, like you was with her. So she came to the show. I said, what's up? We chatted a little bit. She went about her business. I stayed chilling with or whatever. Show's filling in. Show gets the going, right? So show's going pretty good. Burr goes up in the middle, right? Burr goes up in the middle. Um, I think uh, Idris went up before him. Burr goes up after Idris. Burr runs his time. He leaves, right? And and my boy Kirby walks up to me. When Burr's on stage, he's like, yo, you want to do some time? I said, hell yeah, I'll do some time. He said, I bet. I'm trying to get you um, like to get 12 minutes up on stage or whatever. I'm like, I bet. Because he has to do, I'm going to do a check spot. I'm like, all right, cool. He said, I'm going to put you up after Jack. I'm like, all right, no problem. So he walks away. Idris is on, uh, uh, Bird's on stage, Bird gets off, uh, Jax goes up. No, no, Jax didn't go up after Burr. Uh, who went up after Burr? Somebody else went up after Burr, did pretty good, got off stage, and, um, oh, oh, Idris went, I'm sorry, Idris went up. It don't after matter. Burr. You could just talk good, about her and you. Got off stage. <laughs> right, right. Idris gets off. But I'm just trying to, like, set the fucking whatever. So he gets off stage, Jax goes up. Jax bombs. When I'm talking, this was like open mic bad. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, she, it's almost like a motherfucker didn't come prepared. There was no nah, joke. for her, it's the, it's the wrong no pole, anything. you know? It was the just, pole, it was the just pole comes out of the ground instead of the ceiling. So she's no good with that. Right. <laughs> right. It was, it was just, it was just a fucking idiot. It was just so, it was bad, bro. It was so bad. So I'm sitting there. And uh, Bill Petit, like, yo, bro, I'm sorry, man. You know, you got to follow this. And it was, like, cringeworthy because she went from – none of her jokes was, was landing. Then she went from that to then, like, uh, assaulting the crowd. Like, she started insulting this dude. She told this one couple. She was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Shut the fuck up. Something like that. So then everybody started, oh, man, like, what's up? And then she turned to this one guy, started picking, you know, picking shit with him and start picking on what how he was yeah. dressed. And the dude was like, listen, man. He said, yo, just go be a set. You know, we are. She said, no, no, no. Come on. What's up with you, buddy? With yeah, she didn't have nothing to talk about. And stuff like that. What do you think? She had nothing. So she just started assaulting right. him. Yo, verbally assaulting him. So he's like, yo, you know, just go ahead with your shit, you know? So then she went into that. Then she did a joke about cutting dicks off that no woman, like, at least you know how in some shows you get women that'll laugh yeah, yeah. at it or whatever. Nothing. It was nothing, bro. So this was just bad. Right. So I'm up next. 
she gets off stage, Josh goes on stage. He's like, woof, you know, you know, everybody's like in the room. Like the weird, it's this weird energy in there. So I get on stage and I just address it. But I don't talk about her in particular. I talk about how she, I pretty much built on the crowd work right. she's doing. So she starts talking about the dude with his pants rolled up. My whole signature was my jeans are rolled up. Yeah, you, you know get what I mean? like a call back. show and stuff like that. I did a call back. So I'm like, oh, yo, I said, whose jeans are rolled up? Your jeans are rolled up? I said, yo, my jeans are rolled up too. Oh, she was talking about get, cutting dicks off. I was like, damn. I said, I feel bad for everything I got on. And plus, I feel like I should have left my dick. I should have screwed my dick off and left it at home or something yeah, like that. I was just, just building yeah, off the piggybacking. Got, got the piggybacking. Got the room back. And I said to the guy, I said, she was talking about your jeans. My jeans rolled up too. I said, the whole time she getting on you, I'm standing there thinking to myself, damn, this bitch talking about everything I got on. And everybody started right. dying, right? That's all I said. I said it just like that. Bruh, I, I started I start killing, killing, turned the whole show around. Then I did my set. I got off stage, but when I was on stage and I said, hey, when I, I say, hey, this, this bitch, uh, this bitch, uh, describing everything I got on. When I said it like that, just right. in a joke, I heard her yell over the crowd, did he just call me a bitch? Right. I'm like, so I went up to her after my set. I said, listen, Jax, I said, not, I made a beeline to her. Like, everybody applauding everything. I made a beeline to her. I said, listen, yo, it's no big deal. Like, yada, yada, yada. I was just working crowd work. I'm like, you know, if I offend you, I apologize. I came up to the apologize. mind you, she mind like, you, you're offensive for saying that word, but she's up there talking about cutting people's dicks off. So, exactly. So she's, so she like, get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. And I try to like shake a hand. She's like, get the fuck away. Don't fucking touch me. That are you fucking this and that and that. And start going off. So I'm like, all right, man, go fuck yourself. And I walked away. She leaves. Next thing you know, I'm blocked on all social media, and then she makes a post. Right, about which is which is the, the bitch move. Goes, if you're gonna post about somebody, yeah. leave them unblocked. Let them see it, because that's the same thing she did she to me. Post, blocked, and then the shit wasn't getting no yep. likes, so she deleted it. She she posted, and then everybody started going off about it. Some of the dudes, oh, uh, who is he? I beat his ass. Oh, right, all they, they want to like, be down with her so shit, bad, right? Because they want to talk, yo, talking mad shit. So I'm hearing about this from other people. So they like, yo, I think you need to, uh, my nigga Jared Waters and Reggie, Reggie Edwards, you know, Reggie Cush, they was like, yo, um, yo, I think you need to get ahead of this. I'm like, ah, this is Jack. Man, I don't give a fuck right. about what you're talking about. She's trash. They like, nah, yo, I think you need to get ahead, whatever. My boy Gordon hit me up like, yo, I think you need to put something out. Gordon Baker Bone. I'm like, all right. So I wake up in the morning, everybody talking like, oh, da 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 this. What happened? All this. I'm getting inboxes. So I addressed it. I told the story from beginning right. to end. Put it up there. Um, next thing I know, there's women in the community who I said who, you know, who fuck with me heavy. Mimi Simpson, Ayana Dukey, um, they all ran and pretty much defended me. Well, everybody kind of knows and her. Was, uh, and, and everybody knows to, her steez at this point. That's that's her get down. Right. And and, and if they nah, if they what, don't know it, it's like, oh, you just being willfully ignorant at this point. And that was what that was right. what I was so so, so mad with Wale about of like. You know, he was coming at me. Oh, you need to calm it down. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm saying to him, motherfucker, which one of us gets booked and actually is a comedian? So who the right. fuck needs to listen to who? And that's where I start having problems with some of this shit is you get these troublemakers like her that come in the game. And because you got lame dudes that want a bone, they, they want to tell everybody, you know, basically to switch and alter their behavior and switch their jokes around and don't be saying this mm -hmm. and don't be saying that. All because they want to bone right. abroad. And then, like I said, you know, two years later, he in the trap. 
you know, because he was right. out here trying to do it, some it sort of business with her, hoping she'd let him get a whiff. And he didn't get that yeah, whiff, it, well, and the tree fell on him, <laughs> you know. So here right, comes right. the toast. Well, the same, the same shit happened with, with uh, guys who was talking shit about me in her mm-hmm. post that – and then I start seeing that that she that she fucked yeah. them, you know, not not fucked them, and they dirty you know, macking. You know, she pretty much did the same and thing. They dirty and they and they all oh, and they like oh, you know, I defended her. Right. Such such. I was like, yo, welcome that's to my what world. The fuck you now all of a sudden, everybody want to be your allies. Like, look, you know, it. It's it like, is what nah, it is. It's, I'm not even one of them dudes. I ain't got no way. I have but, no but we'll move. Thing. We'll move off of her. Which, like I said, I'm always disappointed when I see people within the fake comedy and i'll put that in quotations the comedy community community is in quotations because it's like the bitch barely does comedy if we're being a real she's more of a stripper than she is anything and i mean you know big old fake titties and it's like i i get it i like big old fake titties too but at the same time we don't need it that bad so back to what we would talk about with the no jumper or whatever and the girls that's the disappointment of like, I just wish we made better decisions. So let me let me ask you this. And uh <laughs> I, I guess our decency was being questioned as men. So she said seven people, and I'm thinking, I'm not the most morale motherfucker in the room. Now, mind you, I'm I'm over 30. So my morals and principles then changed a little to where I wouldn't want no part in that, not with all the me too shit that's going on. But 20-year-old me? But I'm certainly not going seventh. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm certainly not going seventh. And I think almost anywhere after second is just like, hey, that's no deal. <laughs> no no deal on that one for me. But So how about, how about you? What you think? What's up? What I think? What, 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 what was I going down? What would you do? Would you leave the room? I mean... I'm not, not fucking shit. with it at all. I didn't. I wasn't it. Nah, I ain't fucking with it. I didn't fuck with it when I was young. Yeah. Nah, I just to me that shit. First of all, nigga, I work alone. <laughs> like you said I worked like alone, like he was an assassin. <laughs> I ain't. I ain't into them trains, nigga. I ain't. I ain't into them trains. I ain't into none of that shit. You ain't. Nah, I'm good. You said bro. that like you was. A, I'm good. I ain't going. You seven. said that like you was a mercenary for hire. <laughs> nigga, that's how. That's how. You, that's how I push the pussy. I ain't. I'm not here to be work. I'm not here to be. You know, this ain't this ain't a uh, uh, this ain't the Survivor Series nigga like <laughs> the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it, it, ain't a, it ain't a team of three against another team of three. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Bro. Nah. I that. hear you. The, the closest the closest nah, I ever came was I had this one chick and I had no idea what she was into. Take her in the room or whatever. And mind you, I got two roommates at the time. She's knocking, banging on the wall or whatever. She's yelling. And I'm saying, like, yo, calm the fuck down. Because I'm saying, like, yo, my man's is in the next room or whatever. We get done or whatever. And she looks at me and she goes, you you think your roommate's well, son? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and yeah, I'm her, saying, like, her, huh? Nah, listen, I don't give a fuck. Once I got mine, hey, it's time to nap. So I could have cared less in the same way that I told you about John Wall and that story earlier of like, you not my girl. You just a random ass freak. I don't care. So I got done and she said that. I remember going out into the room or the living room and just saying to my boy, like, uh, yeah, man, uh, see about that. Basically, and him, man, I've never seen a nigga drop a PlayStation controller so fast. 
and she was playing Madden. <laughs> then my other roommate at the time, he was a preacher's son, and I never forget when we was when I was taking her home. My man said to me, uh, he said, "Where the fuck do y'all be meeting these girls?" He said, "Man, I'm gonna pray for y'all." <laughs> Said, I'm a yo, yo, I remember I was in high school, man, and a, a friend of mine he used to deal with this chick, this white girl, uh, unfortunately. And she was kind of she got down like that because she really liked this nigga and everything. And um, I remember one night, uh, he was knocking it down, and then he had he had got his boy and his other boy, and they and I'm in the living room, and they like, yo. You want to get down in this K? I'm like, nah, nigga. I just seen that shit as a setup. I'm like, nah. First of all, you yeah. white. Then you got three or four niggas. Then all yeah. now, fast forward about a year or two later, maybe like a year. Uh, he's still, you know, messing messing with the right. chick or whatever. She, he gets, he ends up, but she just, she, you know, she just a jump right. off. But he like. But she do, but she was doing like what most goofy white chicks do. She's buying them stuff and letting them drive a yeah. car, and so she thinks she's got a boyfriend. But this nigga like he's right. using her. So he ended up getting a girl. He ended up getting a girlfriend or whatever. And then he told her like, "Listen, I got a girl now. We can't we can't chill out. We can't hang out, nigga. If this white girl didn't say, oh, I'm gonna tell my dad, which mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and yo." I told, but the thing that's funny about that is I told yeah, him that. Like, I said, yo, man, my, you know, this is something my, this is something my grandmother and my uncle and my mom told me about white when women. When it flips. They'll say that shit. You know, like Patrice said, like, yo, white women will say you raped them. So listen. You didn't. This, and that's exactly for, what she for, did to him. So then now he had to, he had to keep talking to her or, or build up a, a, a like a, nah, absolutely. Show, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he could be he the tried to, He tried to, yeah, yeah. He tried tough. to legitimize it and be even a little softer with it, which is why I would mm-hmm. never take part in no shit like that. Now, mind you, the story I told you from from when I was mm-hmm. young as fuck, like twenty one ish. Anyway, long story mm-hmm. short, <laughs> she wasn't white, so I already knew. Okay. You know, most black chicks, if they into some freaky shit, they'll hold it down and they'll they'll take that L or whatever and say, yeah, I did that shit. Which now I'm going to tell you even funnier than that is her aunt or whatever. I knew her aunt. Basically, I wound up bumping into her aunt and her aunt kind of said to me, like, you know, she had two nieces and I knew both nieces. And she said, well, you know, this one is kind of cool. And she was like. We lived in the same apartments, and she was like, yeah, I seen her over here the other day near your apartment, and she kind of was like, wink, wink, because the other one be into some freaky shit, and I was like, whoa, because the shit blew my mind, and even my man said to me at the time, he said, how do you, how the fuck you mean you didn't know she was into that kind of shit, and he was like, what the fuck you be talking to these hoes about, cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> and that shit stays with me because every now and then you just like, you know what, let me just go ahead and ask, is you into being flipped, basically, which which, which two things you bring up that are very important. One is the whole Patrice thing that I don't think people got because people used to like the dog Patrice and say he was a misogynist, but those words and that viewpoint wasn't coming from nowhere, you know. And I don't know if you ever did mm-hmm. the research or listened to, you guys can go find this that are listening to uh, there's a clip of him on, is it Opie and Anthony, I think? And he's talking about how he went to prison. 
And basically, it was that. Yeah, it was uh, Mark. So it was it was Opie and Anthony. I think he also told the story on Mark. Yeah, and it's a really kind of crazy story, but it's the kind of things as a black man growing up, our mothers warned us about. They would say, yo, them white girls. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom used to say, my mom had a whole rhyme. My mom would say, if you can't use your comb, don't bring it home. And and my mom would always mm-hmm. tell me, you know, about Emmett Till and the, just that long history of crying wolf. Yep. And that's why I never really played those games yep. with white women. And I mean, you know, hey, they be looking good and shit, but I'd be like, it ain't worth it. I already know the perception that's on me, which is why I'm saying about that No Jumper podcast of, you know, my thing, my right. thing was to not believe it. I'm like, I think this chick is just lying. I don't even know how y'all came up with the Phoenix Suns somehow. You know, and then yeah. you know, she I don't know, I don't know either, but I don't know songs. But I'm saying I'm more, we already want to believe in the myth of a hypersexual black male. And I mean, mind you, that goes all the way back yeah. to Birth of a Nation. That was played at the White House. But and and true. hold on, hear me out. And <laughs> like I, uh, fucking Dylan Roof, when he shot those nine black people in the church, his manifesto said right. he believed black men were coming to rape white women. So when I see shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's what comes up to me. And then on our side, it's, right, it's men. Real. I want to say this about Patrice, and then I'm going to let you talk. On our side as right, men, right. really, if you listen to Patrice's story, the way he got fucked up, because some dude, now mind you, as young men, we don't know this, but as older men, we certainly know this. You let a freak be a freak, meaning whatever she into, she into, really, you shouldn't be laughing about it. But them being young boys, based on the story that Patrice told, the dude was making fun of her and saying, you're going to do it to me or I'm going to tell everybody. And that's how they wound up in prison. Right. That, yeah, and that's, how, and that's how them teachers be getting caught, too. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's a them whole... Teachers, them teachers that be fucking them students. That's a that's whole other thing. But we're going to stay on, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when, the, when the people is about the same age. So, like I said, I think I mean, nah, you you you're right, but that's such a whole nother story. But uh, a topic. But dudes need to quit trying to shame girls, and I wish, I really wish our education system. I wish they would teach, they would teach kids something about things like that. And I mean, mind you, other countries are worlds ahead of us. You know, nudity is frowned on here. So fuck sexuality. Nudity's frowned on here. Where you see those other countries, you know, Brazil and shit, they got the new beaches. They got hot chicks doing the news and the weather naked. <laughs> but I think some of that trickles over into our culture of, you know, we never going to talk about threesomes or what, what if a girl wants a threesome? So even like the chick I'm telling you about, it's like it wasn't in my space to really judge her. We just kind of was like, wow. And then I'm thinking about now. What if it was flipped? Because I don't think I would have went into the room if he came and told me that. But to each his own, nigga. <laughs> and and just the same way you saying, you know, old girl was sitting there talking and there wasn't no shame and she could have flipped it into the Me Too. Although I'm saying what she did to Trey Songs, I felt like that's all that shit from Birth of a Nation all the way back to Emmett Till. You know, this woman admits that she lied. And that's why I was sitting there kind of reading the reactions on Twitter and saying, wait, so y'all, y'all taking, y'all taking her word to be fact. She's sitting here with two fake body parts, meaning she got two breast implants. Those is two lies sitting right on her chest. 
and you believe in every mm-hmm. word she say, and her lips is fake too. That's Botox. So the words that's coming right. out of her mouth are being taken as a hundred percent real, but her mouth ain't even real. Yeah. And I'm also like, yo, right. that's some crazy stamina. I don't, I don't believe you got that type of mouth stamina, shorty. Well, if her lips fake, nigga, she's got buffers. <laughs> she's doing. <laughs> she's like she she's sucking dick with PEDs. What the fuck you mean? Like, but just she ain't got regular just, chat. Her shit don't get regular chat, nigga. She got porcelain but, in her. But lips. to them like, young NBA boys, I'ma just say, you know, just try to do better, man. And I don't I don't believe the story's real, but you know, but try to try to do try to do, do better and get you one that's gonna hold you I down. Know. Like I said, look at look at LeBron. Look. <laughs> Your social, listen, man. I applaud your social commentary and everything, <laughs> but you cannot, you cannot see. This is why you failed math. Hilarious. Because you cannot, you cannot miss the obvious. Uh, uh, uh what the what the fuck is the math? See, I failed math too, but the obvious, uh, fucking exponent. Uh oh, the exponent. <laughs> I guess that's a word. Is a factor or whatever the fuck is that you got goofy niggas, man. Yeah, 100 percent. You got goofy niggas who will let who will fuck that chick or let her suck their dick. Or let you know you know, let or, or, or be or let her suck your dick and six of your other teammates. You got niggas who do dumb nah, shit. Nah, hundred percent. I ain't saying niggas just black men. I'm saying just No, no, no. I, I, like, I, I, we men, yeah, we could be like we could be, we could be inherently trash, right. bro. It's like there's nothing wrong, and it's nothing. Wrong, but the thing is, is that we just gotta make better decisions. And I could just see, I could just see them guys doing that. That's right. why I said I, I, I think it's real. It ain't got nothing to do with her being white. It ain't got. I just think that that I could just see some goofy ass motherfuckers. Right, but but so just like just like we could be, just like we could be in the in the in the comedy community or whatever. And you could have uh, a lot of respect for a particular brother or whatever. And you were like, oh, man, this brother talk, whatever, this yeah. and that. He seemed like a, you know, a guy that's pretty woke, so to speak, or whatever. He wouldn't dare deal with those. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't get caught in the trap. And then, and, then, and, then, and then next thing you know, you're like, this nigga just as goofy as the rest of yeah. them. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't really put so, that much. Man, when pussy is on the so, line, when pussy is on the line and your phone is dry, and you on the road, you probably gonna do with them goofy. Not you personally, but I could see that scenario and them do. Nah, I've made. I, like I said, I've done a lot of dumb I, shit. I, I just explained to you a dumbass story that we did. Now, mind you, that was per her request and per they mm-hmm. rules and per consent. She looked at me and said, "Hey, do you well, think well, they would come this. slam me just like you did?" And I said, "Oh, be arranged." I mean. You know, and I should have pulled out a waiver for him because that's even the game that gets played now is, well, I changed my mind. So now, mind you, uh, Mm -hmm. the story I just told you, and I mean, you know, growing up, we always joked back in the day about, uh, (laughs) we always joked back in the day about white women with ass, right? You remember like 95-ish when that was like the running joke of, soon as I find me a white woman with ass. And it Mm felt like, like, since surgery happened, basically since Kim Kardashian and since they've been allowed to get ass, that we just can't control ourselves. I mean, Lamar Odom got found face down in the bunny ranch, you know. 
This motherfucker was an mm. NBA champion. You feel me? They they fucked Chris Humphreys out the league. Tristan Thompson can barely grab a rebound. Reggie Bush never was quite what he was in college after fucking with them. Kanye's music then suffered. And it's just like, yo, maybe white women with ass weren't the idea because they are ruining us. So even all the way out to mm. these chicks on No Jumper and we'll transition into this next subject since I'm talking about the Kardashians and, uh, you know, what's her name? Is it Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner? One of them little motherfuckers was in was in the WAP video and motherfuckers was mad about that and they was petitioning to get her mm-hmm. out of here, which to my point and the point that I've been making earlier of like, yo, you know, I was trying to explain to a black girl why we were so frustrated with them. And I said, because we keep them in business, you know, they get better. We get worse. They make money off us. Ray Jane had a hit mm-hmm. since he since he was on tape with old girl. You feel me? So mm-hmm. now I'm not necessarily blaming them because I think. But he is a venture Because capitalist. I think if you. I think if you give them credit for the bad, you have to give them credit for the good. So meaning when you fail, they get the blame, but also they get the credit for when you drop a hot album, which uh, Amber Rose, there's a theory about that because Wiz made some of the best music of his career when he was with her and Kanye dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy when he was with Amber too. So there's a whole Mm. theory there about Amber Rose, but like I said, it's opposite for the Kardashians. So I got people's frustration when they seen her in the WAP video just like yo here's if we keeping it buck here's here's I say two beautiful I don't even want to say black women because Cardi's Dominican whatever who here's two beautiful I guess somewhat black women Cardi and Meg who've made their own careers and made their way in this world yet here you need to call this surgically enhanced white woman <laughs> to come like add Mm -hmm. something to the video and it's like we didn't need her the moment didn't need her and we keep them going and you know god bless cardi b or meg but if they ever should get in trouble or be in jail you know the kardashians will be doing their tv show and be at home and you know when lamar odin when the going got tough old girl just cut him loose (laughs) and he was Mm -hmm. face down on that damn floor she damn it. She damn near cut a loose while he was in the right. Coach. So that's why I'm saying, you know. And mind you, that the Kardashian money came from OJ. We all we both know this. So it's like, yo, y'all make so much money off us. Meaning, if if it wasn't for us, you would never have made this much money or been this famous. And I just I be, I be getting right. annoyed because I'm just like, damn, do we as black men realize like, if we fighting? To basically get leftovers, where it's like, like I said, be be like LeBron, man. LeBron got his girl, they wiped up, been married or whatever. Like, damn, really, third. And when you famous, you got the pick of the litter, meaning you could choose, you know, whoever. <laughs> so it's just mm-hmm. kind of crazy to me that we keep fighting over the Kardashians, but. Like I said, old girl is in the WAP video. Uh, I asked you, what did you, what did you, did you hear the song? What did you think? Did you have any thoughts? My, my, like I, I heard more of the, I heard the song, but I was, I, you know, like nowadays, before you can ever digest any art, you always get the outrage right. first. You know what I mean? So I, I, I peeped the outrage of the song first, and everyone's so upset about it and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I listened to it, and I think the song was trash. 
but I think this song was trash for like its content. I've heard, I've heard better and worse at the same time. Meaning, I've heard, I've heard the best at doing that type of. Who thing. do you think the best was? Which, it was it was little Kim. Okay, Kim was Hands nice. Down. Yeah, Kim. Little Kim. Kim was the Kim is the listen, man. To me, Kim is the pinnacle. Right. And everyone else after her is is just um they're just carbon copies. Kind of so playing catch up in a way. One of each one of them each one of them are incarnations of Yeah, Kim. I, I would you know what I'm I saying? would agree. And that's why and that's why like Nicki Minaj annoyed me when she came out. And it's like, yo, I'm I'm looking at everybody else, like kind of like give her all this praise, and I'm like, yo, she is exactly little Kim. Well, exactly I, little Kim, you, you, you like, I don't, look, I, she even had, she even had bars. I, that I was think like she Kim. was definitely like, close, meaning, but what always annoyed me, yeah, uh, listen, the wigs and stuff, which is yeah, it's playful, it's colorful. So there was some similarity to it, and true, but it's a successful blueprint. So it's like saying Kobe Bryant copied Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah, why? And I never like Mike, and I never like Kobe Bryant. But why wouldn't you copy what's successful? And and listen, but this I I gave Nikki credit because Nikki had some bars, and Nikki was you know on monster shit. She had the best verse on monster. So. She had the best book. Nikki held her own. I, I fuck with that. Nikki because she's a writer. Nick, now, Cardi, it. I take issue with for two or three reasons. One is that she don't write she's shit. So it's like, you know, every time she does something, like she won Best Rap Grammy or whatever, and all the chicks clapped, and it's like, a dude writes this. You can go on YouTube and find video of him performing the same verses that he gave her. <laughs> so it's a little bit mm-hmm. like, damn, you know, fake, fake fake titties, fake bars. What What's yeah. real about you? And then you, just, you talk to chicks yeah. and they'll be like, I like her because she's real. And you're like, there's nothing real about her. But even like you're saying, right. I look at the younger rap chicks now and, you know, like you said, well, Nikki is kind of derivative of a Kim, although they're at least 10 years apart, meaning there was time for a new generation to kind of say, oh, what is this thing, right? Yeah, but, but I'm saying on the heels yeah. of Nikki, you see like the Barb's and uh, what is these girls, Cash Doll and whoever doll, and you're kind of laughing because it's like, oh, she was a Barbie and y'all are dolls. Okay, I get it. And then all of them now have the, the blonde wig or the blue wig and the fake titties because the thing about when Nikki yeah. came out that people were bugging about was she was hotter than the video girls. Remember when the video girls used to be front and center? And now it's like, even think about WAP, they didn't, they had other girls in the video, but they didn't need it because they they all surgeried up and all steroided up. So, which I, I don't know to what degree Meg is, but obviously Cardi, that's a goddamn super body and she doesn't lie about it either. So, you looking at the video, you like, God damn, which my dumb ass clicked on that shit at like eight in the morning, which was a bad idea. <laughs> it was just like, oh, damn, what am I seeing? <laughs> like, if I was 12, oh, man, this would be great. Like, remember how Rump Shaker was for us? Which Rump yeah. Shaker is like my older brother's. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me close the door real quick. And then uh, Thong Song was it for my generation. I'm like, God damn, look at Gloria, Gloria really? Velez. Hey, Thong Song was nah. serious, bro. Nah. For my generation. Look, I'm four years younger than you. You, you like my brother's age, yeah. Lord. So, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, the thong song wasn't it for us. It was fucking Tip Drill. Maybe. Oh, well, Tip Drill tip was drill the pinnacle. Was, but. Tip, drill was, tip Drill was like thong song. When Tip Drill, matter of fact, not even Tip Drill. I'll give it, I won't even give you Tip Drill. I'll give you uh, Nelly. What was that? I'm going down, down, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. all that That's shit had it. the girls in it. it but Tip Drill, like I said. No, that video. No, that video. I, before Tip Drill. Because Tip Drill, all of Nelly's videos was like up there. Yeah. But Tip Drill was, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, the one before Tip Drill, that shit had us all. Because, yo, you want to talk about body positivity? Yeah. He had thick ass bitches. No, nah, he was Midwest, video. so he was switching way it up. Way before, way before it became yeah, yeah, this it became grave popular. and revolutionary thing to so, do. So yeah. I'll say, and, and I mean, Unbelievable. so we're talking about the whapping and the whapping, uh, whatever, whatever, whoopie wop, uh, what I'm trying to find my words here. Uh, we, as we talk about that, and you bring up Nelly. We talking about women and we talking about respectability politics, right? So here's the thing with WAP, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm going to try to keep Nelly there because I wanted to bring up a very important point about women and respectability politics. So as, as, as we got lost in all the arguments, because as far as the song goes, I thought it was kind of dope. I'm like, okay, I like the beat. They got, uh, there's some hoes in this house playing, which, you know, I, did, I like it when women call themselves hoes, you know, that, that removes a little bit. Of pressure because it's like, well, who could even judge them? As Project Pat told us a long time ago, and that was my reaction to the dudes of like, it's women shaking ass. How can you be mad about women shaking ass? Like, and they calling themselves hoes. Like, you don't even got to do your job. They doing it for you. And I mean, you know the song. There's some hoes in this house. That's a that's a I house party get, classic. So, which yeah. again is flipping something a man said. So I'm still going. How is this empowerment? You know, like like you said, Lil Kim told you shake your ass. Everybody told you shake your ass. How is this empowerment? And then it also says for the weaker women of like, so wait, you need permission to be nasty. <laughs> you need to be told to be nasty. But then I'm also hating the guy's argument that we're against it because I'm like, wait a minute, Cardi B is a stripper. You mad at a stripper for stripping? Like, come on, bro. You you can't be mad at a stripper for stripping. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see any, this is the thing, I saw posts about the outrage but I never saw actual outrage. Meaning from at I'm outside of what's the motherfucker name? Ben Hilarious. Yeah. I'm talking about outrage. I'm talking about like motherfuckers who I follow on social media or anything, I didn't see them say anything negative about the song, about about anything. I saw more people commenting that there was some supposed outrage, but I never actually Well, no, nah, that is that is the dude. thing that... Like, that, that's the thing that was weird. I was like... I don't nah, see, you're right, you're like, right. That is the see... thing that definitely exists of, like, who are you even talking about? No one's really that mad. I don't think... I didn't I don't, see shit. I didn't see. Any, I think that's the thing of drawing attention. Yes. Like, oh, these people, these men who are mad. No, at nobody's that mad at it. But I will say, I didn't see. I, okay, well, see. I'm saying I, I didn't see people upset, upset. But I saw people that took issue with it. And I think what to your point of the overhype of like, okay, but is there any even that many men that are mad? A and if, B, you just want something yeah, to cry about. I saw women saying something. I saw one, I saw women, I saw more women say something about it. And, and also one of the more valid um, 
one of the more valid uh, uh, um, yes. opinions about the whole song or whatever is fucking the timing yeah. of it. Meaning, you know, we're in, the, we're in this whole thing of protests and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And then the song is written. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like, I saw that as a valid mm. Um, my my homegirl, she does a podcast. She actually talked about it, and she talks about it from a very informed, like, from the perspective informed. She she talks about it from the perspective of a being a former okay. stripper, being a, a woman who was abused, okay. interesting. being uh you know, and she gives them their props, but she also looks at it from a social political standpoint of where we are as black people and Whoa. the and 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 the and the challenges of being a young woman. Who ha- who have who have who hasn't learned how to express herself? Yes, sexually. within this within you know this climate, and, and, right? And whatever today is, and how accessible it is. Well, not even well, well, not even today. She's just talking Period. about ever. She's talking about you know the relationship between a daughter and a mother, and how women don't really talk about sex, right? Daughters, which causes them to be inspired by Rappers. Uh, artists like Little Kim right. and, and Cardi B or whatever. And then it causes them to be extra about it versus like, yo, you don't really have Which to do that, blah, blah, blah. So she was giving them their props, but she was also... She was r- rounding it out a little really bit cool. and balancing that it out a bit, which that's yeah. the thing that I hate, is that we tend to take these extremes, which to your point, I'll say, uh, I had a cousin that was a chick that stripped, and she said the thing she learned was that attention is not respect. And I think that's very important right. for young for young thing. girls to learn yeah. that yes, men are looking at you, but are they looking at you for the right reason? Or are they looking at and, you, yeah. you know, like Trey Song? So you yo, come on through and I'll pee on yeah. you and you and the messages yeah. somehow unblock right. me. And then, you know, basically yeah. crying about it. I shouldn't say she was crying because she wasn't, but whining about it, I would say almost. Or in trying yeah. to use it against them basically when it's like, well, if you never went there and took off your clothes, that wouldn't have happened. So Yeah, my homegirl yeah, my homegirl pretty much said you the same were... thing. My homegirl coffee. She she did she pretty much said the same thing. She was like being a she said they're glorifying something that if you really get to the uh nuts and bolts of it, she said and you took and you're and you've been a part of that life. Mm-hmm. She said there's a lot of trauma that comes from that lifestyle. Yeah. She said, whereas they're selling you this thing as this a great thing, it's sex, it's sexy, and being a stripper, whatever. She was like, but being in the sex industry, and she said being in a stripper specifically, yeah. she said there's a lot of deep-seated trauma and stuff like that. And she said, we're, and they're selling this to a younger generation of women who who believe that that's the way. It's almost the same thing with niggas and drugs. Uh-huh, yeah, I think that's you know what I'm saying. If you, if, you know what I mean? It's the same shit. It's definitely the parallel. It's the same shit. So I'll say, I'll shoot. It's like I'll, yeah, I'll you, shoot. you 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 put all this glory to it out there, but it's like yo, you gotta let motherfuckers know the underlying. Well, I'll, I'll shoot you know the I mean? I'll shoot the lady some bell here, and I'll say, on their part, I didn't like the argument of. Well, it's the timing of it. Well, it's like now they have to ask our permission for when they can shake their ass again. You know, I felt it was a little corny. Hold on, nah. let me let me let me kind of finish that nah. statement out. Nah. And I'm only saying yeah, that because men have released so many songs and so many videos in this time. You know, busting guns or whatever. And I mean, you know, you had little baby release his 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 uh one uh, I guess conscious song you could say. But other than that. 
most everybody has been mm-hmm. just releasing their music with no need for permission. So I think it's a little unfair for us to be like, oh, y'all want to shake your asses? Hold on now. We having Black Lives Matter. It's people killing and we nigga, fight for justice. It's an election season. Nigga, it's like, nigga nothing, nothing, nothing sells like yes, pussy. Absolutely. Pussy, pussy sells more than crack. Yes. Sells more than. So what would y'all Nicole, like for them to? I don't know. Right, Brazil, justice for Brianna listen, on, Brazil, on, the, on an ass cheek or something. No, what I'm saying is like overall, even them niggas releasing guns, blazing music, and selling drug music, they goofy. A little bit, yes. You know a little bit. They ain't a little bit. They they goofy. But that's what like, they do all the time. I, I like the, but I get it, nigga. But like sometimes. Could you imagine, like, this is what I always tell people, man, is like music, whenever you hear a song, you think of a particular era and what was going on at that time. Like, music teleports you yeah, to a place. Yeah, definitely. Right? So every time I hear Sam Cooke, a change gonna come, nigga, I think of the civil rights movement, blacks fighting for their rights, uh, the Voting Rights Act, the Martin Luther King being assassinated, Malcolm X. Speaking, you know, uh, James Baldwin. I think of a particular era of a particular time of people yes, striving for absolutely. freedom. Nigga, could you imagine if the most popular song or song that shapes a movement or shapes or whatever is there's some holes in this house? But I think there's. I, I hear you, you know but, I, like, but I think I don't there think is, there, there I don't is, think that encapsulated the time. But here is where I will agree with you. What? Meaning, meaning, well, I think it was a moment, but we've already moved past it. And mind but you, the, but the point is, but oh, oh, it's a part of culture, though. Music yes. is a part of culture. When you hear particular music, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. What's going on? It tells you you get a moment of what the fuck is going on, and those were popular yes, songs yes, at the time. It. Yes, back in the day, everybody made the point of back in the day you had raunchy songs. Yes, you did. But you also did not have, they weren't as popular as the others. That's one. Two, you actually had to go find those records, right? It's the same thing with us in Tip Drill. Tip Drill wasn't a popular video, it was an underground classic. Luke and Two Live Crew were underground Yeah, the video classics. was better mainstream. than the uh, song, actually. So, yeah, you're right. It got right. more, the, the, the video the, got more play the video, than but the even, radio play. But even the video, but even the video, when the video came out, it came out at a particular hour on a particular channel. You know what I mean? It wasn't so easily accessible. Right. The issue with WAP is that, and, and music like it, is that it's easily accessible to the point that it overshadows other music. Mm. It overshadows other artists because of accessibility. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And the controversy behind it. So it's But like, they're not responsible for so our reaction, the, which is part of the thing that I was saying for them of like, well, just don't click on the link. No, I get it. I get it. I get it as a I get it as an artist. You ain't got no responsibility and, and all of that shit. But at the same time, you as an artist also have a have a time because music is different in comedy. They're relative, but they different. Whereas we say too soon, sometime a, a fucking musician <laughs> gotta go. Maybe that's not maybe that's not the time for that. Right now, now you this what is what I'm earlier like, becomes the problem with that because just like when Lou Williams was saying he didn't want the NBA to come back. Nah, I feel like it's a distraction, and it's like nah. We now mind you. If it was any other time, meaning not pandemic, not quarantine time, 
maybe he'd have had a point, and maybe even you'd have a point, but it's like, nah, at this point, we all been trapped inside so long, we need to see some and We need to see some NBA. I love that everything we need to see is three letters. And I'm like, how you niggas, how you niggas is upset about WAP when we all came from WAP, motherfucker? Like, somebody's water broke. That's who you are. You are WAP, nigga. So, like you were saying, I didn't. Look, I like, I like WAP. I like WAP and all that shit. But at the same time, like, I get it. it I Listen, I, the song, I got no problem with the song. Other than the fact that I think it was lazy writing. Okay, so let trash. me. Like Let that's me, just me. I've heard better music. I've heard better raunchy so, music, and more and, and music that's even more raunchy. And I've heard the best. So I'll that say this. So it's like to your point. That's one. That's just my nah, opinion about it. But other than that, I got like I don't give a fuck about them. But but to say like they they're not responsible. They're not whatever. I get people's points about why they're kind of frustrated by it. Where you know I, I get it. It's like. You have a lot going on. You got the, the election. You got all this shit. You got black lives. Okay, got, so so let me let me say it's this, like, and I, I want to say it before I lose the thought. To your point, uh, that the fact that, like I said, I I didn't agree because Lou Williams kind of said it about the NBA, and then it and then it becomes a question of well, when because while we were sleeping, and when I say while we were sleeping, I mean you know in the middle of all the madness, um, Mike Brown, the cop that shot Mike Brown. He got off, and Amber Geiger mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. shot uh was it Botham Jean in his own apartment? Uh, I think she had mm-hmm. her sentence reduced, or they're gonna give her a retrial. So you 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 do have a slight point when you say you know maybe it's some sort of distraction, but I think that's more about we pay attention to the wrong things. Meaning, I noticed what I just told you that Botham Jean, you know, Amber Geiger is getting a retrial and going to have try to have her sentence reduced. And I noticed that the cop that killed Mike Brown got off. But t- so many other mm-hmm. people were t- too busy looking and arguing about what. So it's a level of like, are they, I-, I can't blame them because we're so easily goddamn distracted. I Yes, ass distracts me. Like I said, I looked at but it at 8 a.m., but, but that's not her responsibility. But if you're part of the cult, but hold on, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. If you're part, if this shit, if our music and all this stuff is a part of the culture, yeah, right, and this is all about cult, because you just made this whole thing about culture vultures and how these women act, how these white chicks act, and all this. Who they get that shit from? They get it from women like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion and all that stuff, because a lot of this stuff encapsulates our culture. So when we're talking about fighting for fighting for your your particular rights and and uh, prison mm-hmm. reform and things that adversely affect the black community. Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion make their money off the culture. If you're business savvy enough to know uh, what affects the culture and how you get paid, how are you not also responsible to know that there's, certain, there's a certain climate that's going on well, nigga, we don't need to see your pussy lips. Well, they the took a little moment. They like, we don't. Well, when, when, when you know was, what I'm saying? When, I ain't say good enough. Were you going to give them a date and say, today, Christmas, that's when it's good enough now. The the revolution is nah, over. Nigga, but it's. Look, it, like, I'm saying good she's point, a stripper. I expect time, a stripper like, to strip. And mind you, if she had the BLM t shirt right. on going hard, people would have been like, oh, this is corny. Because to, we expect that from Rhapsody. And Rhapsody exists. Mm-hmm. And all these other women that rap exist. Uh, you know, what's what's my girl shit? 
Ariel Lennox. She, she ain't a rapper, but a dope singer. I, I fuck with her music. But I'm but, saying that to say, if but, you want a different speed or you want a fucking message, the message is there. Rhapsody's verse on Complexion, I, I think I told you this, is one of the best verses I've ever heard in my life. Rhapsody's whole album that this last album she put out, Eve, is, is dope. Yeah. But, and she should get more airplay. And I agree with Cardi B for saying that. But also, that makes another point. Cardi B ain't dumb. Like, Cardi B knows what she she makes comments about politics. She made comments about. Uh, and that was the issues. point that I she wanted to comment about get whatever. To. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is also, if you're that aware of what's happening, and I'm not saying that she should not release the song. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have released right. the song. What I'm saying is I understand people's talking about the timing okay. of it. You know what I'm saying? Where a lot of shit is going on, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to release this song whack. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Because the way... It, like, I kind of get it because it's like a... It's like a whole paradigm. It's like, it's, you know, it's like a whole change of attitudes. And now, what everybody talking about other than what's happening around... I get it. Sometimes we need a break. Yes, I get a it. Distraction. But at the same time, I was like, I get why other people are Okay, so I'll, like, I'll say this to your point of it being a distraction, which the music, I feel like we needed the distraction. The music didn't bother me, but what did bother me was I saw her say that she talked to Joe Biden, and even this week, they released an interview of her talking to Joe Biden, and I felt like just upset mm. because to your point that you were making about Marvin Gaye and them earlier making socially conscious music, I, I just feel like there was a mm. nice middle ground. And I think we may have said it before on the podcast of, you know, yes, Muhammad Ali was a boxer and yes, he also provided social commentary, but then you also talk to people like James Baldwin and you talk to, uh, you know, Asada Shakur, you talk to uh, Angela Davis and these different people and balance that out to where I'm saying, what the fuck is Cardi B going to do? And then mind you, I'm not saying she dumb, but I also ain't saying she's smart to where I'm like, Joe Biden, how are you speaking to someone about the black community who, if we being honest, I, I don't want to say she ain't black, but she ain't. Well, she's Dominican. We know what she is, right? She's Dominican. So to a certain extent, it's like, you know, what can she really teach us? I don't even know. Do we know if she even finished high school? Which is just like, I'm all for alternative solutions and being in entertainment. I don't want to ever say entertainers are dumb. I just think there's way better people he could talk to at a time like this. He could talk to Bree Newsom. Like, is her line busy? Like, what is somebody mm -hmm. who's got a, there's some holes in this house um, really going to help us but, with? But 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 that goes back to my original point where I go, how music moves the culture and sets. Well, Joe Biden's dumb. That's a whole other story. He's an idiot. Look, we know Joe. Listen, man. We, like, that's a whole other thing. What I'm saying is, what would make a motherfucker bypass a rap city, bypass a, a Jean Grey, bypass a Bahama Mike, Dia, anybody, go past uh, anybody to talk to Cardi B because. Popular, they've elevated athletes and musicians to the level of uh, social commentary. Crazy. And Cardi B releasing a song, Cardi B releasing a song that's um, as popular as it is now, with one of the, you know, in all her success and everything, is going to make people gravitate to her because she has a voice and she has a following. 
So, so when people underestimate how uh, popular music can move shit, that shows you right there that Joe Biden went right to her to try to appeal to a different to, to the demographic that he saw. But mind you now. Uh, stripping and all that and prostitution is the world's oldest profession. So that shit existed before rap music, before before wax. Yeah, so. yeah, we get we get that. But who do they make synonymous with that shit? Who actually who catch who in the words of Pumpkin Escobar on Facebook? Who catches the strap? Yeah, you're hundred percent right. You know what That's I mean? just like what black I was women. About black women are the face of, of it. Of the fact that so, you know we're more affected by these accusations, and that's how I felt. Why right. no jumper? So, so so you do have a point. But then I also say this, and it'll lead me to my next point. Of, um, one is, you know, the guys that were, like I said, Project Pat taught us, you know, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. It's like, yo, y'all are trying to save them. The way it always worked in my mind was if a girl wanted to be that, if she wanted to be bad, if she wanted to be in the mm-hmm. streets, if she wanted to be a stripper, that she almost was exempt from that protection of, Hey, whatever out there happens, happens. You know, you a savage, like you say, you are on the song. So whatever it is, deal mm-hmm. with it because that's what comes with that. Now, the ones we was protecting was the ones who was in the church, and the ones who they didn't have to be in church. But you, you get where I'm going with this. They was, they was, right. you know, trying to be some sort of upstanding. They was in school. They was working a job. Whatever, whatever. Trying to raise their family. Not to say that some strippers ain't. But just to say that, hey, it's some shit that come with that. And that's the only level I was mm-hmm. disappointed by some of the men are like, yo, you you mad at a stripper for stripping? And then also a little bit of like how I was saying in the beginning of this podcast that that girl in the classroom that yelled at me, what she was really saying now that I'm older and mature is, hey, you never called me back. You know, she went into the little dick rant and the yo ass is a senior and you dumb for being in a sophomore math class and pre-algebra rant because she didn't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm really upset that you never called me back after that. So I said all that to say, I think a lot of the dudes, the words they were looking for. And this is something that I noticed is that if a woman labels herself a hoe and she calls her own self a hoe, it doesn't leave certain men a lot of power over them because that's kind of our thing is to walk around and lord over women and say, you acting like a hoe. And the second we say that she gets supposed to like, you know, melt basically like the wicked witch of the East. So mm-hmm. them calling themselves hoes and shaking ass and not needing our permission a little bit of, I think what dudes were saying were, how dare you call yourself a hoe? That's my job. Now, what am I supposed to do? And the shit was kind of funny watching them break down. No, okay. Well, it's, it's the same thing as me saying, "Hey, tell, hey, always comment after you have sex with your ladies, and know, and call yourself out for giving out weak dick. If you know you gave weak dick, <laughs> say you gave weak dick. Control, control, control the narrative. Take the power. Take away the from power them. away from us. So yeah, that's a little bit what they did, them. and I think it left a never, lot of niggas they never confused because they were like, "Hold on, you gonna call yourself a hoe?" Oh, you gonna get down on the ground like that? I mean, like, damn, what am I supposed to do but what, now? But that's that's young nigga shit, cause dude, like women been calling themselves hoes and bitches and stuff for years. I, I know that, a certain like, type of woman. For, but for, for, man, a certain long. type of woman. It, 
Not even, not even a certain type of women. Women say it in. I know, but we're in regular but we're conversation. Old. This is for a new generation, so it, it was their moment, and we didn't yeah. get to rob them of that moment. But I said all that to say, and to a point of when you were talking about tip drill earlier, the thing that people forget about that is Nelly's sister. Uh, you know, R.I.P. I should start with that because she passed away. But Nelly's sister had like a bone marrow issue and she needed bone marrow and he went to Spellman at the time. Now mind you, this is back in what, 04? So oh, I remember no that. social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. And the girls of Spellman boycotted him and they didn't want him to come do his bone marrow drive because of tip drill and they were saying, you know, that, you know, he was degrading women and he was like, no, these women are grown women that I paid for a service. So and they never let him have his bone marrow drive. His sister never found a match and she passed away. So I think it's funny wow. how the conversation has shifted in 10 years to where women are all about sex work now. Whereas back then, they were like, fuck no, get the fuck out of here, you know, admitting that you, you know, pay women and whatever. And, you know, it, it, it's just interesting how the conversation has almost shifted because. Even you mentioned you only saw you saw a few women, you know, taking issue with the video or whatever. What what were those women's yeah. angles? Because I didn't really see any women take issue with it. Well, I saw one woman who was fat take issue with it, and it's like, oh, you can't fit the clothes. I get why you're mad. Uh, um, no, I, that was the the point I put up was with, about the timing of it. Okay, they put the timing of it. Um, you know, pretty much. Uh. Some other women was like, you know, y'all, you know, you think empowerment or liberation is is being a hoe. You know what I'm saying? It's that's not empowerment. It's not, you know, that that's pretty much what they were saying. They were making a comment which is pretty much it, how it's counterproductive to women actually. Mm. You know, sitting here and embracing this, you know, is it, not really power. Yeah. Well, I think, um, like I said, a little bit, it's taking the past some of the power away. But like I said, also. I don't. I, also, oh, I don't believe that. in empowerment oh. because, like I said, you a grown ass woman. You were looking for permission to be nasty. Then you ain't nasty. You ain't no freak. That invalidates all of it. The fact that you feel like you mm-hmm. need power. And like I always say, I never will argue with. I never will argue with the woman about. Um, I never will argue with people about whether or not they should have the opinion or whatever. It's more about whether or not the idea is progressive, and I don't think it's progressive at all because it's just like, like you said, it's it's been done. Let's not act like they invented the cure for the goddamn disease. Like, let's show more love to the uh, to the nurses and the healthcare workers for getting us through these times. And I feel like you know we made it show whap more love than than we did them. <laughs> but uh. Shit, we going a little long here, but uh, I guess we'll hit a few more topics and get off here. Let's do 10 more minutes. You got 10 more in you? 10 more minutes, that's about it. Minutes. Yeah, we'll get up off here. I'm ready to watch this goddamn Lakers game. That's the truth. But uh, did, did you catch any of uh, Lauren Hill and her daughter or whatever? It was about whoopings or whatever. I've seen people talking about it. I've seen people talking about it online. Did you, did you get whoopings? Um, 
Well, yeah. same oh, yeah. here. I got whoopings, and I mean, oh, yeah. I think there is a little bit which her daughter was just saying how you know mean the whoopings were, but then it was weird because her daughter Lauren Hill's daughter also kept going back and forth on like she's a great person, but she used to beat my ass. It just looked like she wanted attention to me, and people gave it mm, that attention, mm. and just like they do, they found time to make it all about them and their whoopings, and it's just like you know what, man. My my parents had five kids. So I felt like, you know, yeah, they used to smack us upside the head sometimes when we didn't see it coming. But it was like, when you got five kids, you don't have time to keep talking or you never stop talking. So it's like you use that fear, use that intimidation a little. And I mean, none of us are dead. or Well, I shouldn't say none of us are dead. My brother passed from cancer. But I mean, none of us died from the streets. None of us went to jail. We all pretty much outstanding citizens within society. So. I think the shit mm-hmm. works, and I hate when people cry yeah. about it. I think ass whoopings. I think ass whoopings work now. People try to conflate ass whoopings with abuse, but ass whoopings were a great deterrent for me from doing a lot of dumb shit. Because I used to be around a lot of kids when I was growing up who didn't get ass whoopings, and I used to see how they would act. They used to act up. So yeah, they used to act a goddamn fool. So um, yeah, I never found an issue with with ass whoopings. I think. I think they should definitely be done. I have children. Um, I whoop them, you know what I mean, when, when it's warranted. I don't believe in just whooping ass just to be, for the yeah. sake of whooping ass. But, you know, definitely ass whooping should definitely make a comeback. I am yeah, pro right. ass whooping. Because I see a lot of these kids, I see a lot of these kids, they have no fear of their right. parents. That whole idea you know, that we're friends. There's no fear of their parents. That, that pecking order, like me, I'm I'm cool with my kids, Like, but I, I, let, I let my kids know I love them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always let them know that the reason why they got uh the reason why they got disciplined into that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it comes to that level. But usually if you show your kids a lot of love, any type of disappointment you then show them will will they they will that will hurt them just as much. Now if you take it to the level of whooping their tail, then they're gonna know, oh daddy's really upset with Right. Them. They really know that when they cross that. But line. I think that they, I but I think the default, the default growing up was whooping ass, and there was no explanation, right. well, or there well, was I, no type of love shown after. That's where well, you, you bring have up an interesting issue. point of the difference between whoopings and beatings. Of like, okay, if you're being beaten, then that's something entirely fucking different, and that's something people need to talk right. about, you know. But if you're getting a whooping, the old school, go get the belt, which that was what Lauren Hill's daughter was describing. Shit, I got oh, bruh. Yeah, mm-hmm. Your parents must have been from the South. Was I they from the switch. South? My great-grandparents was from the... My grandmother bruh. and my great-grandparents. <laughs> my grandmother... We had a switch. We had a switch. Nah, switch facts. In the back. Same here. My grandmother, Lola, which the parents gave just the whatever was close. So, you know, they might grab... Uh, a belt or a Hot Wheel track, mm-hmm. not to turn this into a '99 oh, Comic wow. View, but yeah, they would grab whatever was close. Which, oddly enough, my mother gave the whoopings and the hittings. My father, I think, just mm-hmm. he understood his strength and he kind of more led by example. And he would more of use shame. He really used jokes. I remember one time I stole a teacher's pen and she had leg surgery. Like, okay, in short, I kept clicking the pen. <clears throat> She told me, stop clicking the pen, snuck up behind me and took it. And I was embarrassed. So I ran back to her desk, 
and snatched it and ran into the hallway. And she ran behind me. Now, mind you, I'm not even thinking about the consequences. I'm just embarrassed and trying to get what, what I felt like was mine back. Now, I'm running. Now, I ain't even thinking about right. the fact that she just had hip surgery. So the whole class is dying laughing as she's like limping on one leg down the hall. Like, you remember, I'm going to get you sucker when the girl hopped after him. That's how that shit was. So, yeah. And I remember my daddy just saying, yo, come in. And why in the fuck would you do some dumb shit like that, not having no explanation? And him just being like, eh, it's cool. Just bring me the uh, Sega controllers for the week. Whereas mm. my mom yeah. always would be like, nah, you need to whoop him. He'd be like, man, just give me and the whoop Yeah, he would, every now and then he put his hands on me and my brother. But I can't. I, I, I only remember on a few times him whooping my sisters so which oddly enough you know to their point i think it's funny that as a society we're screaming all these different things that you know contradict each other so on one hand you know women want their independence they're screaming they're independent women then they're screaming that they want to be protected and then at the in the same breath of screaming to be protected we're also saying well whoopings are wrong and don't do this and don't discipline and because she even was talking about some punishments that it's like, well, everyone gets grounded. Like, you should be grounded. <laughs> you were fucking up. Like, that's not yeah. even violent. And See, What's happening, man, is that a lot of these young people and kids have options. Whereas when you grew up, when you grew up, the era we grew up in, and I specifically, whatever, my parents, our parents, your parent was your world. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? You learned everything through the filter. And you of really that weren't parent. communicating with a now, lot of outside sources or ideas. That too, yeah, you weren't communicating with outside or you didn't have access to a lot of information. So the, the trust factor and the respect factor for your parent was there. Now it's, it's not really right. there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because kids and kids feel like. They have, they right. have options. You know what I'm saying? They have options. They have they have alternative means of, of influence and stuff like that. So now they can sit and go. And plus you have a, everyone on Twitter has an opinion about yeah. disciplining kids and stuff like that. So you have to get They pick up a lot of other opinions. Go, oh, this is, yeah, this is primitive. This is Toxic whatever, whatever. And, and it's almost like they're, right, and this is generational curses that comes one up that a lot and yeah the, the, the girl Lauren, lauren's daughter what you mean using you all mean, those buzzwords yeah. trauma yeah and you ptsd mean, like, like you, you grew mean, up yeah. in a mansion child and you're like a marley's kid and also a lauren hill's kid daughter so yeah like, your bank account is like, full. Shut the fuck up. you didn't grow up you you didn't grow up in in the crack era in the i, I sometimes i think and this is not to get off too far subject but Sometimes I think a lot of these young people, they, as much as they say, you know, as much as they say how, you know, um, these these white people move into move into areas and they gentrify Brooklyn right. and Queens and, and Harlem and whatever, I'll be thinking a lot of millennial uh, people of color uh, try to adapt or adopt, <laughs> try to adopt uh, things from my era that's like you yeah, didn't go through that. a little bit. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'll be watching, I'll be reading shit. I'm like, yeah. how old are you? And they're like 23. I'm like, I'm like, the crack era been over for fucking 
you, you, you got a point. Right. You definitely years, got a point. I be hearing him say so, shit. I be hearing him say shit, and I'm like, you grew up in the era of avocado and and, and uh, CPS like, and uh, peer mediation and all that bullshit to where you yeah, know like, you had a counselor, you had a therapist, which, like I said, they. He was using yeah, all like, the trigger words, what? PTSD and trauma. And to your point, before I lose, Man, the, it's all before I lose the thought, I want to say to your point about gentrification and shit, what's funny is a lot of these black, how do I say it, uh, fake woke wannabe liberals will say. That, I call them new niggas. Yeah, they new niggas. niggas. They just came into their blackness and, you know, they're telling people not to say pause and all that shit, which is like, you don't have the right to break up black male fun oh well raps full of this mm. well this is it was created by us so whatever uh go find you saw some music mm-hmm. or whatever i don't think you they've ever cursed you out in that but f- much as they complain about gentrification they want to bring all these gentrified ass ideas into the mix to, to where they're not yep. even disciplined. it's like you definitely didn't get As that parents, from us you got that and then like i said they're kind themselves, and I think I've told you this story before, but I'll say it again for the point of the contradiction in the messages that they're given. And I got three sisters, so I won't say which sister because I don't want to incriminate anybody. But when I, I remember growing up and you know watching Surviving R. Kelly recently, and then thinking about there was a point where one of my sisters tried to lead a house with an older guy. He pulled up in a van, uh-huh. and my father, she jumped, went uh-huh. out the window, and my father came out into the driveway. And mind you, you know, me being young, I get up in the middle of the night, so I'm trying to catch the whole shit. He snatches her out of the van, uh-huh. and I mean snatch, get the fuck out, says to my man, yo, you look kind of fucking old, so I think you better get the fuck out of here. Smacks the van or whatever the dude pulls off. He takes my sister in the house, uh-huh. and mind you, you know, he, he he roughed her up a little because it's like, nah, I got to show you that I'm not fucking playing with you. Like, I saw the lights come in the driveway. Right. You ain't fucking grown. So I'm saying they sending all these messages mm-hmm. and, you know, the next day or whatever, of course, she use, tries to use the system against him or whatever. The counselor comes to the house and says to him, like, oh, I heard there was an incident here, so I'm just here to report. And my father, to this day, he's the realest nigga I know. The dude says to him, you know, she mentioned that you drink a lot. I see you have beers there. How many of those have you had today? And my father looked that motherfucker right in his eye and said, uh, long as I pay the bills in the house and long as it's my job to take care of her, you don't get to come in here and ask me no motherfucking questions. So this interview is over. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and I mean, my father just mm-hmm. about short of kicking him actually in his ass on the way out the door, slammed the door. And my daddy laughed. Motherfucker gonna come in here asking me how many beers have I had. Then he picked up a beer and cracked it. And I said, damn right. But I said all that to say, like I said, you know, these are these contradictory messages. You know, we don't want to be disciplined and any whoopings or any touching is forbidden. But also protect us. Mm-hmm. And even like we mm-hmm. were talking about where, where I'm saying, oh, no, Cardi is a stripper and she on some stripper shit. She never came and asked me. But Meg came and asked for black men's protection. So Meg got a little bit of responsibility to us. Meaning if we want to police her, it's just about right. Because she came here and blamed when she got shot in the foot on us. So which is it? Either you've grown enough to party Mm -hmm. without our protection or not. 
but just make up your mind, meaning I don't give a fuck which one you do. You can be protected or not. But once right. you opt into our protection, we, we now able to tell you, hey, put some clothes on and maybe don't be shaking your ass everywhere. Just yep. So many contradictory messages, but uh, we'll close it out with this. Uh, I think five more minutes we get in the football here, but uh, let's get into some man shit, some fun shit, man. NBA back on. You watch any of the games, man? Ah, nope. you be missing out. You be too busy watching them documentaries. Nah, I just catch up. I just catch up on the shit through. Man, like social media has made watching sports a lot easier, bro. I ain't got to <laughs> sit and watch the whole game. I can just go on. NBA fucking IG and, and watch the highlights, my nigga. That's, yeah, I, I that's like all to I gotta do. Games, I like to soak it up. It it's too much like open gym. I, I heard Lillard be Lillard, going off. Bro, I Lillard heard whatever. Fifty three points per game over the last five days. I I literally got it on in the background as I'm doing this. It's on silent mode, but yeah, fifty three over the last five. The man is on a mission. Yeah, that's great shit. But I I just don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think Man, that shit been good, dog. Uh, yeah, they playing L.A. right now. Basically, L.A. upset them in the first game. The Lakers came out and got the uh, mm-hmm. took the big L, which everybody's kind of laughing now because it's like, ain't y'all supposed to be doing this season for Kobe? So I'm looking at Dame like, hey, man, he's up on that gas a little bit for Kobe, man. 53 over the last five is mm-hmm. unfucking real, which – God damn, they just shoot so many threes. We grew up in the era of, you know, Derek Fisher wasn't shooting but five times a game. Avery Johnson wasn't shooting but five times a game. It's, you got all these high-scoring point guards now. It's kind of crazy to watch that evolution. But uh, I don't know. You Did you did you even make any finals predictions? I'm having fun watching my, my friends lose money right now. No. No. I got to tell you, I haven't, like, I don't know, just sports and this whole quarantine type thing just looks sad. I mean, the NBA is the best of yeah, what they're doing. Because they, they, hands down, hands down, like, like you know, I, I, like I told, I think I told you before, I tried watching that, that first game in the bubble between the Lakers yeah. and the Clippers, I think it was. And um, I fell asleep <laughs> on that shit. But it's so was like, I never paid no attention to it, but I see that they stepped up the, as the days went on. They stepped up with the technology. The, the fans are able to yeah. look in, and and they and I see them putting the um, I see them putting the uh uh the what you call it on the ground, the home courts um, and the Black Lives like, Matters, like the, the home courts. Which and, that's a little sad that. to me. That's right, like right, when cool. a prisoner. Then you hear them pumping in the music. I mean, pumping in the, yeah, the crowd. That's noise a little sad stuff, to me. That's like when cool. uh when a prisoner puts a picture of the beach up in his cell. <laughs> of like motherfucker mm-hmm. that floor say LA but everybody know y'all in Orlando so but it's a lot of interesting storylines like you got Chris Paul against uh James Harden you know and they was playing together last year which so far they getting that ass whooped the Rockets which D'Antoni went to that small ball shit man which you know everybody trashed him for playing small with the Suns in 60 seconds or less and this motherfucker had Clint mm-hmm. Capella, which was they were one of my favorite teams to run with on 2K and shit, you know. Harden toss him the lob. He can block mm-hmm. shots. You know, he African, so he played hard and shit, you know. He ain't really got a whole lot of skill, but they traded him, you know, at the trade deadline or whatever, and they went smaller. And I'm saying, so this motherfucker's solution to small ball is to play smaller ball. And he said in an interview, he said, 
you know, I don't think I played small enough. And so far, he's been right, man. You know, he's got Harden and Westbrook oh, yeah, ain't even out. playing, and they up 2-0 on Chris Paul and OKC, which, like I said, I was scared mm. for them because I'm saying, all right, man, I love Harden. I mean, like I said, I think I've told you before, even Kobe and them, Kobe, Tracy McGrady, they were scoring machines. But Harden be averaging like 10 assists on top of that shit, which I'm like, yo, I think dude might be the best offensive player ever. <laughs> I mean, and he makes it look easy. He don't – I think he's been – Yeah. Yeah, I think he's benefiting, though, from a different era of you having to stretch fours and fives. You have you have uh, front-line players that can that can shoot from the outside, so that's why you would get a lot more assists versus back in the day where those assists – a player who was a scorer, right. you know, from a, a, a player who was a perimeter shooter did not get that many assists because a lot of your bigs and the, and the, the bigs and the, and the fours didn't shoot. They weren't right. as efficient. As these, which, you know what I mean? The the bigs were efficient in the block, but they weren't efficient first off, in the perimeter. Now you can kick it out to a power forward. And to your point, you know, they were only scoring. You might watch the Knicks in Miami and the final score be 85 to 83. These motherfuckers now, they be at mm-hmm. 70 at halftime. I watched a game last uh, week, and it was 70-70-something at mm-hmm. halftime. And it's like, well, of course Dame is averaging 53. The points are coming easier. But yeah, man, uh, right. it's, just, it's interesting. Because, yeah, out on the interesting wing just to like see you. if you know Houston can get that shit done. Finally, it's a lot of interesting storylines. Jane LeBron, which I didn't think he could play point guard because he's always kind of played point forward. But this motherfucker just led the league in assists, mm-hmm. and I mean, in his in his seventeenth well, year, is. dog. <laughs> but I'm oh, torn because they playing Melo and them in the first round and all the shit Melo went through, which was dumb anyway for him to ever play for D'Antoni when he was in New York. They say he got D'Antoni fired. So then for him to go from New York to OKC and then go to Houston and sign there as a free agent, I thought was a little dumb because it's like, it's like getting back with your ex. If you cheated on your ex and you know, the revenge is coming. (laughs) So he cut right, Melo right. and had Melo out the league for a few years. You know, well, not for a few years. I should say, I think a year. And Melo came back. A year, just he came a back year, that yeah. first game, and Dame Lillard was injured, and motherfucker hit a game winner. And it's like, hey, man, dude been a beast, you know, since he was 17. Yeah, I never understood why. I never understood why uh, the Lakers didn't get Melo. I'm like, yo, this is a perfect time for LeBron and Melo to play it's, together. It's, I didn't understand. Which they struggling now because they ain't got no damn point guard. And it's like, you know, everybody's got Portland winning this series. And I know Dame is hot, but I said, I I put some money on Dame and CJ McCollum last year. Or no, like three years ago. And Anthony Davis was on the Pelicans and he swept them by himself. So I said, there's no way he can lose with LeBron. But like I said, Dame been so fucking Mm -hmm. hot. It's like, yo, this shit might happen. And fucking Philly that everybody had coming out of the East. Uh, ben Simmons got hurt. They have no point guards. And uh, the Celtics kicking their ass, which Tatum is they star. And, I mean, they could have picked Jason Tatum, but they picked Fultz. And it's just like, y'all fucking dumb as fuck. And now Tatum's kicking uh-huh. their ass. And then my damn Pacers, TJ Warren, was hot in the bubble. And now he can't score shit on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's locking his ass up, and we down 0-2. Yeah, 
But I, we'll, we'll close it out with this. You got you got any finals predictions? I know you said you ain't been watching the game, but give me some finals predictions. Uh, two teams. Yeah, the just the two teams. Uh, mm, I'm gonna go from the West. I'm gonna go Portland in the West and Celtics in the from Celtics the in the East. I'm going to go with, damn, I liked, I think this, either the Celtics or the Raptors in the East. Or, shit, did I say the Celtics? Uh, I'm going to go with the Celtics or the Bucks in the East. And then whoever wins between L.A. and Portland, I think is going to be the champion. I think Portland just got healthy yeah. real late. And Dane's so hot and Melo got something to prove. My guy Whiteside, he coming off the bench. Right. He got something to prove. So, but we'll see what happens here, man. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up like that. If you wanna, we, we're putting this episode out on Monday. If you wanna tell the people where you're gonna be at, or if you got any shows coming up. Uh, no way. I'm I'm, I'm creeping around trying to get put on shows right now. The like the outdoor scene is popping. Um, a lot of good shows. So I'm trying to move there. But I, I'm on Funhouse Comedy uh, next Wednesday. Zoom show, um, so they can cool. check that out. And I'm just gonna be moving around. All right, uh, same here. Y'all know where to find me at Phil Hunt or at I am Phil Hunt on all social media. And yeah, the shows are kind of far and few in between right now. I hosted Stand Up New York yesterday, and I got one tomorrow. But this episode comes out on Monday. But uh, it's been another motherfucking episode of the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Yo. Thanks, Ibrahim. Yep. Yeah, man, no doubt. I'll later. Peace.